0: What up? What up? Welcome or welcome back to the Hear Me Out podcast. Today is Tuesday, January 9th. Happy New Year to everybody. I know we've been out for a while, so we didn't have any episodes leading up to the new year. But we can say it now. Happy New Year to everybody. As always, I'm Micah. I'm Ryan. And we thank you to everybody for listening in. Whether you're friends, family, friends of friends, whatever, we really appreciate the support sticking with us as we are
1: terrible with a schedule. I mean, I was gone for a month, so it happens, man. It
0: happens, but yeah, man, now that we're back from winter break, you know, we'll get back into the swing of things, get some episodes coming out. And with that being said, we can go ahead and talk about how things have been going with us outside of the sports for the past few mm-hmm. days, getting back at Kennesaw. How you been doing, man?
1: I've been doing pretty good. Um, I don't know if it was just me or what, but semester break flew by. Didn't, I feel like it, the best way I explain it to people is, is like my first week, you know, I was dog sitting and stuff like that. Right, right, right. Well, then it was like, you're getting ready for Christmas. So you have to get ready for Christmas and you're doing all this family shit, buying stuff some, like stuff for everybody, whatever. So then Christmas is done, and then you're like, What am I gonna do for my new year? So that's three weeks out of your fourth. So then right whenever all that's done, it's January first, you're like, Alright, bet. Like now you get to then, chill out for and a little bit. I get to like chill, I don't have anything to do, and then you look at your calendar you're like, Mm, I only got a week. We start <laughs> school next week. Dude and it was like I feel like everybody had that realization. I remember you were telling me you're like, Yeah, I didn't even know we had school next monday I one thought day. we had way more time than we were yeah had two days. And I had found the only reason I knew is because I was looking. At, like, it was like right after Christmas, and I was trying to figure out what I was gonna do for the next week, and I was like, oh my god, the semester starts on the eighth. Like, I thought, I don't know what I thought, but yeah, like, I had the thought in my head because, like, I, I knew the 15th was a holiday and we, we weren't going to have school. So mm-hmm. like, I just
0: figured we'd come back after that. Yeah. That was
1: just kind of what I was thinking. The eighth was like, Whoa. Yeah. And it's like, it, 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 I think it was actually, we were in January. It's like January. It was like the day after new year's. You're like, yeah, I didn't even know we had school. I was like, shit. Dude. <laughs> yeah. It sucks. <laughs> I but, had no clue. But it's, it was a good break. Um Christmas went well. New Year's was a good time. We got to spend it with my girl and just, you know, hang out with everybody. Got to finally go home and see my family for what felt like forever. And yeah, just been making money. And fuck um fuck a landlord for real. Bro <laughs> This this place that we live at is atrocious. This place stinks. Everybody oh, says the show this stinks. stinks. This place stinks. Yeah.
0: If yeah. you're listening to the show by chance are considering living at the retreat.
1: Don't fucking do it, dude. Don't do, Don't it. do it.
0: Don't do it. Man. It's awful. It's a waste of money. This place sucks. But anywho, Mike, how's your break? I've been chilling, you know. I had some, just kind of like you, I had some time. Went back home, saw the family. <laughs> it was an eventful break, that's for sure. Especially, like, right after Christmas. Mm-hmm. Um, but up to Christmas was cool. After Christmas, had back surgery. And right after I get surgery, I get the flu. So it was it was uh, an interesting new year. Yeah. But, I mean, I'm glad to be back up here. I've been enjoying the past couple of days being up here and... I feel I feel like a lot a lot better going into this semester
1: than I have I recently. Too. I was gonna. Add, I want, I'm glad that we're just doing this on the podcast. I like, just talking about like, how do you like two days in? At least for me, I feel like that student vibe again. Like, I feel way more involved. Way like, more. I'm just in like I'm on campus and there's people there. Like even whenever I'm driving and I'm hating the fact that everybody and their mom is in the east parking deck and I'm like I'm never getting a parking spot. But it's like we're all just here being students, playing basketball, I was talking to Connor. And, um, I forgot who else we were talking about, but it was like because. When people ask like, hey, what time is it? It's just like you got it's like that reminder of like, we're not here to just play basketball. Right. We're here to whatever your majors, we're here for schooling, we're here to be students, and then we just go play basketball in our free time.
0: Yeah, now, yesterday was the first day in a very long time that it actually felt like I was a student again. Mm-hmm. Like I went to my first two classes, Kim met up with you at the gym, even though I wasn't playing, like I was just chilling, you know, hanging out and then like went to my other class and then went and hooped for a while. And all of a sudden I looked down at my clock, I was like, Whoa Like I I thought I was gonna have like time to kill yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, me and EJ were in a rush because we left the gym, went to Whole Foods, came here, and Tyler actually beat us here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, like, we had, like, we had a lot going on yesterday, and, like, today was, today was cool. Like, I mean, I didn't have any classes or anything, but I, I still, like, had stuff to get up and do, like, yeah. get in my car fixed and stuff. So, like,
1: I, f- I felt like I was a lot more involved these past couple of days compared to last semester. It was just, like, everybody looked, felt dead. And Yeah, and, like... I mean, I'm not saying that everybody's, like, the, like super lively, but I think people are just, like, they're back, and everybody's mm-hmm. in class, and, you know, like, campus, there's actually people on campus, like, those past couple months, it felt like there's nobody on campus, even in November, whenever it wasn't even, like, finals week, it just felt like nobody was there, nobody wanted yeah, to be no. there. Like, the gym, like, at least yesterday, there was people there, just in and out, I don't know, it just feels good. <laughs> there's to benefits to that, because... Damn it! I'm tired of having to wait an hour to get a game. I'm not doing that anymore, bro. Yeah. Anywho, though, like it's great being back. Glad Anywho. to be back. I'm feeling. I'm feeling good. Feeling good. I feel a lot better. I'm bringing positive vibes into this semester. Positive energy. Cause last semester wasn't it, man. It was. It wasn't it. Yeah,
0: but we can move on from talking. Just sitting here yapping about our our okay, man, off the is, mic, off the ugh,
1: off the mic lives. Let's go. This Let's is go. this is just the real shit, man. This is what makes this it. Is, human. This is this is the hear me out podcast, not the hear me out sports podcast. Yeah, hear me out. All right. Hear me out. My day sucked. No, my <laughs> – no. I, oh my god! I didn't even tell you. Actually, all right. We're gonna go back to our days. My day ha- My day did suck at the beginning. Get up right. Mm-hmm. I have class at eleven. I get up at ten twenty. There's no need to be getting up that early. Like mm-hmm. whatever. So I'm doing my thing, take a shower, cool, whatever, blah, blah. I'm about to go to class. Right, right, right. And you know, it's a prime time. Everybody in the moms has an 11 o'clock class. Okay, okay. Now, flashback about two minutes before I get to the East Deck, I'm like, huh. Like, I wonder why. Or like, well, as I'm leaving the tree, I'm like, I wonder why my phone's not connected to my car. And I oh, was like, brother. And I was like, whatever, it's done that before. Yeah. It's done that before. Like, it just doesn't connect. So then, like, I'm driving down. I'm like, all right, I need some music. I go to press my source. Click on Bluetooth. Ryan's iPhone. Connection failed. Interesting. I was like, mm. when, did I, "When did I
0: turn the Bluetooth off?" I was like, hmm.
1: <laughs> "Well, check my left pocket. No. Check my right pocket. No. Negative. Look at my left where I put it in the door. No. And I know I didn't put in my bag. I was like, I left that son of a bitch. That's correct. I left my phone. That's so. Crazy. At this point, I'm already balls deep in the the. <laughs> I'm already I'm already in the freaking parking deck. <laughs> So, there's no... (laughs) There's no going back. No going back. And, like... Obviously, if you if you don't go to Kennesaw, you wouldn't know, but that traffic's bad. Bro, like,
0: East Egg traffic is the worst. Like, you're not moving. Citroën, that ain't bad for me because I always go to the back entrance because mm-hmm, my, my car can't
1: make it over the speed bumps. And I,
0: east and deck ain't got no nope. back entrance.
1: Bro. The only thing is, it's like you know how like you get up one level and then there's that back entrance like near the baseball fields and it leads you on the fray? Mm-hmm. I was coming up on that and I had to make a game time decision because at first I was going to be like, bro, I don't, whatever, I'm not going to use my phone. I'm already going to be late. Like I was going to be like a few minutes late. Right, right, right. But then I started thinking, I was like, just Duo Mobile. You need your phone to freaking let you in. I was like, I can't even do nothing. I had to text yeah. QR about for lunch. I was like, I can't call Micah. Be like, hey, can you give me my phone? I was like, I'm, I'm Capital F right now. <laughs> so I was like, I called an audible and I was like, I'm going back to the apartment. Go get my phone. Then I made did not make the same mistake. Went to Central. Went the backside. Had to park on the sixth level. Oh my god! All the way in the back. <laughs> Walk in that hole at eleven twenty. Me and the class started at 11, bro. Got there at 11.20. Yeah, I was like, this is great. Accounting, by the way, is like, I got to be there for this. Woo! So I walk in, and there's this couple that also is, like, kind of right behind me. They look like, I'm like, fuck, I need to go to the other door. I'm like, damn, it's a bit packed. And the other door's closed, so they go, they, like, are in front of me now. And they're looking. There ain't a single two-seat, like, two-seat spot open. There's just ones every here and there. There's just solos. So they're like, shit, guess we ain't going to class. And I was like, fuck it. I had to go all the way across, like, this one row just to get to the other end. And, I mean, the class was chill. She, But it pissed me off that I was 20 minutes late, right? Mm-hmm. I was there for 30 minutes, and then she let us out mad early. So That's I was like, crazy. you. I was like, this should have been the day that you went the whole hour 15. Because <coughs> I was barely even here. It was just, it was a rough morning. And then I was at Culver's. And me and Car chilling. I put down my cup, about to go get a lid. I don't know why. Knocked that bitch over. <laughs> got it all of my damn Got it all over my damn harachis. Went into the freaking bathroom, washed it all. It was just, it was rough. But That, that was chaotic. That double bacon cheeseburger was... That uh, double cat. bacon cheeseburger. Dude, there are burgers. I don't know if you've had a Culver's burger in... Yeah, I haven't had Culver's since we went there last year, like in like August. We to start going there too. Those, that burger, that bacon, top, top my tier. Bacon. So, anywho, that's how my day went. So, yeah. Um we we're talking have, about how the I had a
0: chaotic morning too. Dude, the, the if we're that's... Ra- if we're rambling, I might as well ramble dude, a little more. We'll get man. to
1: the sports, bro. We'll, we'll get to get the there. sports.
0: But yeah, no, nah, I got up. So I had to I had to go to my thing, to drop my car off to get like my wheel fixed because I told mm-hmm. you Yeah. they chipped the ever living hell out of it, Which I'm not I'm not gonna name drop the gentleman because they they were cool about it, you know, they got it all fixed up. Um like they they, they knew it was their fault and they fixed it up. Like mm. they didn't give me no issues about it. But um but yeah, so like I, I had to be there at 9:30. Mm-hmm. I woke up at 8:30 to a loud ass clap of thunder, and I was—I look out the window, and it is piss pouring rain. And you—you you know my history of driving cars yeah. in the rain. You're telling oh. me? Oh yeah, you I was, too. You, <laughs> too. you <laughs> too. about to say. Yeah, we both <laughs> have a history. <laughs> Jesus, telling me. But um, flipped the John. <laughs> but nah. Uh, um, so I, I woke up. I looked out the window. I was like, oh my god. And then like five minutes later. Bro calls me. I I'd never talked to the guy before. He calls me, and he's like, Hey, man, am I still meeting you there at nine 30? I was like, you're the piss-porn rain, aren't you, pal? But we both had to drive through the rain. He was like 20 minutes late. He couldn't figure out where the damn place was, but they got it fixed up, and now I'm chilling. But, yeah, after that, went to the gym, played a whopping two games, Jesus. and I was there for like two hours. That was, yeah. Dude, it, was, that, it was awful. It was brutal.
1: That, that's such like a... Killer to the day when you're just like I wasted so much time. Just yeah, waiting for. A game. I mean it is what it is. I had time to kill. But it sucks so, because yesterday there was open a court. But yeah, just y'all got hoed today. Only having the one court. It was so bogus, bro. I, I hate that shit. So bro. I think that's one thing that I guess we just like make an audible. It's like if we only see one court open, bro, and like unless Spin we spend a on, block, we go on somewhere else. We'll, we'll figure out something. We'll like, go to the student center or something. Yeah, we'll call an audible because I'm not doing that because then if you're not going on a streak, you're wasting your time. Exactly. But yeah,
0: maybe we can go ahead and hop into the sports world, finally. We're probably like a good 10 minutes into the podcast already. 10 minutes on the dot. Let's go. I'm like that. I am him. But um, we'll, we'll go ahead and hop into the sports side of the world. We got a little bit of a switch up today. As we said, with it being the new year, we're going to change around the episode layout just a little bit. We're going to start off with our biggest surprise. For the last, normally it'd be the last week, for right now it's going to be the last month because yeah. our dumbasses didn't get any episodes in. And then our biggest hot take from, like I said, the last week, in this next case, the last month. Yeah. I'll start it off, my biggest surprise is the Timberwolves being the one seed. Mm-hmm. This team is clicking on all cylinders. I mean, Anthony Edwards is blossoming into the star that I've been saying he was going to be for a long time. Cat's mm-hmm. doing cat things, averaging 20 very quietly. Rudy Gobert has been great. I think he's averaging like 12 and 12, and he's also playing... Rudy Gobert type defense again, and he's not just being a fraudulent defender like he had been the past few years. Yeah,
1: well, it felt like everybody's like saying he's the best defender, and then you're looking, you're like, mm-hmm, yeah, maybe not, maybe not.
0: And then like their their role players are contributing too. Like Mike Conley's playing well, Jamie Daniels is playing well.
1: Nas fucking Reed.
0: Nas Reed, dude. Jeez. Did you see that man? He had he he put Luca on an ISO the other night. He's a seven footer, and put Luca on an ISO and hit a drop cross into a spin move and left left Luca at the three point line, and then. Hit like a, lo- it was like a little double clutch leg. It was
1: nasty. Who did this? Nas Reed. He ain't seven foot. He's six nine.
0: He's six nine. I he's thought he was. I thought he was taller 9, than that.
1: Because, but yeah, he's. His, you look. He's at, a big fella. Bro has a career off of the Mavericks itself. That dude torches us, but we finally got the upper hand for the first time. It feels like in three years we beat them. Even mm-hmm. when they're bad, they're beating. them. But I let you continue. I just was. I, well, I do want to actually look before you get into. I want. I want to look at what Go Bears doing specifically. Everybody knows what Cats doing. Everybody knows what Ants doing. But I yeah, feel like I, Gobert,
0: I looked at Go Bears the other day. I know for a fact he was averaging like basically twelve and twelve. Yeah, but he, I don't know what his defensive numbers let look me like. See what he's got. I don't know what his stocks are looking like.
1: The stacks, The David.
0: stocks. I'm so glad it's normalized to call it that now. Yes. And not individual steals and blocks like idiots we're looking at.
1: Nah, let's see. Right now he's got, um just so I can break it down, he's got two blocks and he's averaging 0.7 steals. So he's averaging roughly three. Roughly three stocks a night. So, like I said, I mean, I don't know if that I thing that's, well. that's top, I believe that's top five-ish in the NBA. Well, blocks. I know
0: Wimby's averaging three blocks a night, which is insane but it's somewhere in the ballpark of yeah. that nature, which I didn't even
1: realize he's been in the league for This is his 10th season. That's maybe. crazy. Hmm. That's crazy. You know, but I'll let you get back in there. I, Rudy was the one that I wasn't 100% sure what his That's yeah. where. But, I mean, at the
0: beginning of the year, looking at the Western Conference, we talked about how stacked the Western Conference is. Not once did I hear anybody say the T-Wolves would be the one seed. Mm. Basically about halfway through the year now. up. We're, we're creeping on being be halfway we'll through be the year. We'll be there next week, I believe, yeah. or something like that. But, I mean, minnesotas they're hooping, man. They look really good. They're beating good teams. They're beating bad teams. They're beating up on everybody. And to hop into a really bad team, what's your biggest
1: surprise from <laughs> <laughs> so far? I'm going to say this verbatim on how I typed it in our little notes <laughs> because I cannot fathom it. My surprise is how fucking bad the Pistons are. We are watching a historic pace of. Let's see, they are three and thirty-three basketball, brother. That is a less than one win percentage. You are winning eight games out of a hundred. That is. I don't. I don't even know.
0: For all my for all my nerds in the hoop. Um community there we go that's the word i was looking for for all my nerds in the hooping community um if you know anything about jimmy highroller on on youtube he put a video out about how historically bad this pistons team are or team is jesus christ grammar there you go, Let's go. i baby. really i really do need to pick up an english class don't i a baby. but yeah how bad this this pistons team is good god i i knew they were bad but when he puts it in a perspective go watch that video if you're a hoop
1: nerd like i am oh it's but ridiculous yeah. I'll, like, I'll give I, it back to you i love watching jimmy Jimmy is. Jimmy he just breaks league. it down in such an appeasing way. But they're just. And here's the. Th- I here's the thing. Did I expect them to be the one seed? No. Did Absolutely it? not. I expect them to be in the playoffs. Not necessarily the true playoffs. I could have seen a play in.
0: I expect them to at least take a step in the right direction. I they mean, have you, taken every you, step back. I mean, you give Monty the biggest contract for a coach in the NBA, and, and all your players continue to get a year older. Like.
1: Now I've never been. A, I've never been a fan of blaming it all on the coach. But that's where sh- step number one went wrong. Mm-hmm. was paying him all that money. That's where you took you took you you did take a step backwards. Cool, he's a good coach. That's all he is. He's a good coach. He's just a solid little coach.
0: But you look at that roster. You have three guys that were lottery picks, and they're not lottery picks, top five picks Yeah. You in had, the past, what, four years with you, Wiseman, you had a, you had a num- Cunningham,
1: and Ivy? You had a number one in Cade Cunningham, number seven in Killian Hayes, which I'll get to him later. You had mm. a number five in a Soar Thompson, you have a number five in Jaden Ivy, and then... Uh, you have a number two in Marvin Bagley and James Wiseman. James, number two in James Wiseman. Good God, dude! And then I'm trying to just see if there's anybody else. Yeah, I mean, then you have a veteran leader by in Bojan Bogdanovic, like Jalen Duran. who oh, was a lottery pick. Yeah, he was. I want to say he was like eleven like, or something. Yeah, he was in that there ballpark in the range. Like the team is young, like. I don't know. Let's see, they're through thirty six games. Uh, if they were two they're, if they're ten and twenty six, I'd be like, They're not doing as good as I thought they were, but, but not they're they're crazy. Not, they're, three three 33. Th- they're three and thirty three. They're three and thirty three. This is an unbelievable thing. Like I don't really have anything to, in depth. I'm not gonna go in the well this is why they're bad. They're just playing bad basketball. There's no heart in that team. There's no leadership on that team. Cade Cunningham is in misery and What's their point differential? Let's see. Um I don't know if I'll get on here. Probably And um, yeah, you can let me go to StatMuse and I can pull it up. But they yeah. are zero thirteen against the Western Conference. So good thing they are at least are in the East. Let's. Yeah, I mean they are. Good God, they're bad. And the thing is, they've lost four since that one win. So yeah, I mean they if, are just. If the Raptors aren't the Raptors, dude, this who knows how high that number could have gotten.
0: Oh well, if I could spill point, at a baby. Oh my God, I did it again. There we go. Oh, my God. It's negative 400.
1: There ain't no way. Good Lord. No shot. 400 is crazy. That's insane,
0: dude. Their point differential is negative 400. Oh, my God. This team is bad. This team is so bad.
1: Yeah, so... To, to cap off, um, that's my surprises on how god awful Detroit Pistons are. But actually, we'll get into you know at least the the, the, the misery of Michigan. <laughs> but at least there's a positive. Dude, we'll get they, to they it. sold their soul. Yeah, they, uh, they did. <laughs> they did. They they said fuck basketball. We're going straight to football. That's what we need they right sold now. Their soul.
0: But yeah, now we can hop over from surprises to our biggest hot takes. That's what this show's about, man. We don't we don't have enough hot takes. No, we don't. We don't live up to the name. But we can start off with my hot take. I've been saying it all year. I'm going to preach it even more now. Hear me out. CJ Stroud needs to be the MVP of the league. I have been saying this all year, and the reason I say it so much is because at the end of the day, we talk. I've talked about this before. we talked about it with other sports. The award is the most valuable player, not the best player, the most valuable player. And to, in a year like this where we talk about the MVP being kind of a forgettable MVP. Like, this is one that we're going to look back on a few years and be like, yeah, that was, it was a good year, but it wasn't necessarily an MVP year. No. We're talking about Lamar being the MVP. Don't get me wrong. He's having a good year. It's not necessarily it's an MVP is, year. And when you take a look at what CJ Stroud's done, and me and you did this the other day, we compared CJ stats to Lamar stats, and they were fairly similar. Lamar had a little bit of an edge. Then you remember CJ Stroud missed three games. CJ Stroud has done so much for that Texans team to take them from having, I believe it was four wins last year to now we won our division, something we haven't done since we had Arian Foster and Andre Johnson. This team has been historic. Well, no, we did win it with Deshaun. I forget about that. But other other than the years of us having a pedophile under center, um, we We hadn't done this since Arian Foster and Andre Johnson. And now all of a sudden we are back to being good. Way ahead of schedule. And I I don't want it to seem like all the credit is on CJ. We, we've had a lot of help. The defense has stepped up. We're number three defense against the run in the NFL. D'Amico Ryans has been a great fit at head coach. Um, I can't remember our OC's name, but he's been very good. But a lot of the credit is deserving of CJ Stroud. And I think if you took CJ Stroud off this team and the three games we didn't have him show it, this team would be significantly worse. Name is two. Sig- name
1: no, is three. I mean, he played in 15. But I did. I looked at Lamar. Lamar missed the second half and the entire game. So I'm just. Doing well, it. he
0: missed he missed two full ones. The game he got the concussion, he missed. That's, like, a, that's what Lamar he had, missed a good Lamar bit had bit. one of those two
1: where he went out in the first quarter. Of yeah,
0: order. yeah. But with without CJ, we are significantly worse. And I, I think in in terms of value, he is the most valuable player this year to his team in the NFL. And that's my hot take.
1: I don't even hate, like, as far as, like, the award, because, I mean, I'll preach to who's the best player to the award, and I whenever I say mine, it will make more sense, agrees to it. Rookie-winning uh, MVP is asinine. Like, it's just, you know, not But see, that's, that's but, one thing. But, that's, I, saying, okay. gonna, but, but the thing is, is I don't want to hold that against him. But he, cause also it just goes back to um, this is why I think I'm giving him McCaffrey because this is the year to give it to a running back because we're gonna look back and you're gonna look at CJ. It's gonna like let's just say you give it to CJ and you're gonna be like that wasn't his best year. He's CJ's gonna in ten years we're gonna look and we're gonna be like CJ Stroud has had five better seasons than his MVP year. Yeah. Now will he win an MVP? I don't know. But Christian McCaffrey, this is his best year of his career. That's his MVP year. Mm-hmm. Lamar has had. An MVP already, and I mean, I would have to. I this is significantly worse than his MVP season. Yes, and that's why I think this, whoever wins his MVP, you get a little bit of a knock, unless this is like your last year. This would have been a good year to give it to like an old guy, like if Rogers was playing again or something like that. Right. You're like, yeah, you're going out to bang your old shit. <laughs> call, like, I'm calling this right now in 10 years when CJ Stroud has done, I don't know what CJ Stroud's done. This is not a top, I don't think this is a top five season. Okay. I don't think this I, is a top see, five season.
0: I could see that. But one thing I do want to say, and I heard you say it, the thing about a rookie winning the MVP being asinine. My question is why, and the reason I say that is because, as a, not even just like specifically to like football, baseball, whatever, just as sports fans in general, we have grown so much in the understanding of how good players are between analytics, our knowledge of the game, being able to look back at film, or all of those factors come into play. So why is it that it still we still hold so much value to a guy being a rookie? And I, so like the reason I'm so heavy on that is because if this was CJ's second year or third year, I feel like people would be a lot more open to him winning the MVP with, with these kind of stats because he doesn't have that rookie label. I, I think people would put a little bit too much value to the rookie label in terms of in this conversation where there's a lot of people that immediately dismiss it because they're like, oh, a rookie can't win the
1: MVP. See, honestly, why not? I'm overval. I'm giving him the season because he is a rookie. If it's his third year and he gives me twenty three touchdowns, five interceptions, that's a solid year. I think I'm going to say next year, unless it's, barring injury, next year, third year, fourth year, he's gonna have more than 25, 23 touchdowns. Now the picks could rise. The whoever you're gonna throw the ball more. Right. That's why I'm I'm actually the opposite. <coughs> Maybe there are some people that are giving him the credit. If he was a two or three year, be like, oh yes, I'm actually giving him more of a boost because he is a rookie. Mm-hmm. I'm more impressed. I'm not impressed with his season if it's his sixth year and he's already gone to a Super Bowl or something like that. Because if Mahomes gets up these numbers, I'm not impressed. Every other quarterback, this number, I'm not. Or I'm, let me say, I'm not not impressed. It wasn't a bad season. You're a rookie. You gave you gave me 4,100 yards, 23 touchdowns. You only threw five interceptions. Hell yeah, dude! You just had like the best rookie season ever. But that's you had the best rookie season ever. You didn't have a top 100 season of all time. So that's why I that's why I'm trying to say is like I'm not discrediting him for being a rookie. I think him being a rookie is why I'm like that's why he's probably closer to an MVP because. CJ Stroud will have a better season, barring injury. Mark mark my words, we'll have a better season next year than this year.
0: Yeah, I, I definitely agree. I, th- I think he could definitely have a much better season. We're going to grow as a team. I think we'll be a lot more aggressive in free agency this year. But, like, the, like there's one move that's resounding. And th- this is, like, a conversation we can get into more as we get to the offseason. But, like, I think one guy we definitely need to bring back is Dalton Schultz. But outside of that, we can get more aggressive, make some more moves, make the team better around CJ. So yeah, CJ's gonna get better, and like he is a rookie, yeah. So he's gonna improve. But I I just I love what he's been able to do. And the thing is, I I've heard people that are saying that thing of like, oh, well, he's a rookie, rookie can't win MVP. What do you hear people say about CJ? Just about any time they talk about how he plays, I mean, that he plays like a veteran. Mm-hmm. So it it
1: doesn't make any sense to me, but. That See, I, I won't harp on. I'm that I'm on much. the opposite. I'm not gonna hurt him. His MVP chances for an MVP. I think it's he get at least in my mind, at least my brain, he gets more for being the rookie. How much he's changed the program. But my thing is, is like I think one day CJ Stroud probably will win an MVP. I don't want it to be this year. If he's only gonna get one MVP, please I want it to be a year where he throws for 40 touchdowns, nine interceptions, rushes in a couple, and throws for five thousand yards. Because I know he's gonna do that. He will do that. Barring an injury, he's going to do that. He is up there with our Allens, our Burroughs, our Herberts, our Mahomes, our Lamars. He is an elite quarterback. Mm-hmm. So that's why I just – I don't know. I just – I just I wouldn't give it to him. I think McCaffrey is perfect. This is the one time where people are not going to be mad if you give it to a non-quarterback. We love the giving it to quarterbacks. Might as well just make it the most valuable quarterback in the league. It's interesting, though, with how
0: much the MVP odds have changed over the past few weeks because it was like – it was Purdy, and then it was – Prescott, and then it was Tua for a second, yeah. and then now, and then it was Tyreek
1: for a second. It's whoever has the best game that week.
0: CM- CMC never really got in that conversation, which is surprising
1: considering how long of a touchdown streak he was on for a while there. And so. that's the problem with the league is because, and that's what my dad always brings us up as far as who play good. Wait, weeks eight through seventeen, yeah. you play the good because as long as you're not awful those first few weeks, that's when you need to play good. The NFL is probably the worst, but everybody's so reactionary per week. Oh, that's yeah. because you only get one game per week. So, this literally looked like if somebody has anything like the like first take or whatever for five weeks in a row recorded, every game, it's whoever had the best game. Right. So, let's say Lamar, like when, it was Brock Purdy until he threw four interceptions. Mm-hmm. It was Dak Prescott until he it up against the Bills. It was right. Tua until he had two games in a row where he didn't get 200 yards. It's whoever has the game. Oh, well, Lamar had a good – Lamar didn't play bad, blah, blah, blah. Now, he had a really good game last week. I didn't hear Lamar for probably three months. Yeah, yeah. Where no, Lamar was very quiet. And so that's what bothers me. That's why, who's the consistent name I've heard be great this entire season? CMC. He's CMC. Been he's been consistently great the entire season. That's why he's my MVP. I like that
0: take. I like that. But now we can move on from talking about one MVP to talking about another. I'll let you get at it.
1: And I'm going to start off by saying, which some people might not think it's a hot take until you look at everybody's top three in MVP. I'm going to take Luka Doncic is the current most valuable player didn't in say the league. thing. Hmm? Well he, well, he said, hear me out the very <laughs> beginning. I thought we were just rocking out because you don't need to hear me. I don't care what you do. Luka Doncic is the most valuable player to his team.
0: You heard it here for us. We are now the Don't Hear Me Out podcast. Don't hear me
1: out. Don't <laughs> hear shit that I said. <laughs> But, no, in all seriousness, yes, which, I mean, I think it's fair because, I mean, I would say that Michael was biased to C.J. Stroud. I'm biased to Luka Doncic. It's not that crazy of a tip. Just, I don't (laughs) want to hear Mr. C.J. Stroud MVP. It's Luka's MVP, too, so. But let me just pull up. Well, actually, I don't even. All right. So, the last odds, this is off of memory, was Joel Embiid 1, which is fair. Jokic, 2. Giannis, 3.
0: Respectfully, Joker's having the worst season he's had in the past like five years.
1: Exactly. So let's get, all right, guys, guys. Now that he's won two, and he should have probably won three. Let's get him out. Let's get him out of the MVP talk. We did this shit with LeBron in the two thousand tens, where it's just like, oh, he's one of the best players in the league. We had to put him no. Jokic just having a fine year. I don't know if you're pulling up his stats. If you could, that'd be great. I'm not. I'm pulling up the ladder. Well, even then, pull up. <laughs> Fuck your stats. Embiid.
0: <laughs> yeah. So they have Embiid at one, Jokic at two, SGA at three. Giannis at
1: four, Luke at five. Luca, you're telling me Luka is at five is crazy. Honestly, SGA doesn't piss me off. I still think he's probably more valuable to. But that's fine. I can listen to SGA. I can listen to Joel Embiid for damn sure. I'm not going to listen to Giannis and I'm not going to listen to Jokic, though. So Jokic is just...
0: averaging 26, 12, and nine. Giannis is averaging 31, 11, and six. And
1: then Luka is 34, 8, and nine. With also, I mean, you got to look at the records too. So we'll go back to our standings. All right. Now, who's number one? Uh, it's Embiid. Embiid, the 20, 35
0: 12, and six.
1: Twenty three and twelve Sixers. All right, twenty three and twelve Sixers, and an Eastern Conference. They're behind the Bucks and the Celtics. I think Embiid. I'm, I'm yeah, living. With I want to say the Nuggets are twenty four and eight. I think they're a game back nah, of Minnesota. Twenty four and eight. Is crazy. They're twenty six and twelve. You're off by like oh, two weeks. Whoa! Yeah. I'm tweaking balls. <laughs> 26 My fault. Twenty six and twelve. The uh, the Thunder twenty four and eleven that team is clicking on all cylinders and the Mavericks are twenty two and fifteen they have the worst record out of all these so it's like oh no like that's what the correlation is wait a minute
0: where did I see that
1: you must have I, saw I, that. Sw-
0: I swear I saw something saying the T Wolves were twenty five and seven
1: they're twenty five and ten okay and they're not on a three game losing streak so I Dis- don't know what you saw
0: disregard why am I talking to the computer disregard
1: I don't know what he's on but we. Mavericks have had the injury bug out of all five of these teams. Look at them. Go ahead. We've missed Lively for I want to say ten games. Yep. Kyrie for a while. eleven or twelve games. A while. Um, we have had our backup center, defensive center Max Kleba, for ninety-five percent of the season has been gone. Josh Green just got back. He's been gone for two weeks. Dante Exum is now hurt. Who was having was playing on a tear. Grant Williams I think has been Dante hurt. Dante Exum's even playing as well as he was is hilarious to me. Luka is the only player. Knock on every wood. In a forty-mile radius is the only player that has been Plus. healthy. No, I don't even care if that if, that, if it keeps him healthy. It, <laughs> Yo, I don't care if it keeps him healthy, dude. Because this team, here's the thing. I'll I'll say it. I'll say it again. Mavericks without Luka Doncic are a step like the Portland Trailblazers. And the Jesus Ch- Christ, I'm just being honest. Like they are. So when this dude constantly every night, whenever he plays with no Lively, no Kyrie. No Josh Green, and no Kleber, and he drops 41-9-10, and 10, and he beats what the Kings. I believe it was the Kings. Correct me if I'm wrong. That part I could be wrong. This was like three weeks ago. But drops that stat line, you're the most valuable player to my team, to my league.
0: Speaking of the Kings, how is Sabonis in the top ten on the MVP letter when he's not even the best player on the team right now?
1: Is, is what's his face? De'Aaron, De'Aaron d- no,
0: De'Aaron's not ahead of him. De'Aaron's averaging like 29 a game. How De'Aaron's is he not-, not top 10?
1: So, all right, that's a whole not- I didn't even know that. So, let's just that's crazy, but no. So, yes, all right, here's the thing do I th- MVP as far as like put him number one? No, I, I would Joel, yes, one Joel's number one. I would put Luka at two, but if you want to put SGA at two, that's fine just because the season they're having. I don't want to hear Jokic and I don't want to hear Giannis. That's called recency bias, so it's because they're used to having him up there. That's because, oh, he's the five past five MVPs, they've been there. No, dude. Jokic, what would you say, 26-12-9? 26, 12 26 and, 12 and 9 On not near the efficiency no, he's, he's doing. Not, his true shooting is way down. Like, I want to yeah. say, it's like like you said, like the worst it's been in the past five years. Yeah, it's way down. Lucas' three-point percentage is up. And his defensive steals, and or his defensive numbers are way yeah, up. Yeah, he's, averaging like, a, is, he's he averaging like
0: a steal and a half almost tonight. Yeah. Like 1. He, 3 he's like 1.3 or something. He's,
1: he's averaging two stocks, give it like 2.2 like yeah, two stocks. Take, it's like two stocks. Two stocks, but he's also leading the league in deflections, which doesn't go in a stat box. Interesting. So, the he's playing defense, which is something that everybody wants to say he can't do. No, he's key. The, boy can, the kid can play. And yes, having Kyrie, he elevates his game when he plays with Kyrie, but... How many times has Kyrie played? Half the year, if. Yeah. So, like I said, it's not a crazy hot take, but it's also at five is disrespectful. At yeah, five is crazy. So, I, I think he should be in your top three regardless. I think he's in the top three because this team is not good. This My team... top three currently, I would go number one and be number two, Luka, number three, SGA. And I would million percent agree with that. And if you want to put SGA at two, I don't necessarily agree, but if you want to, I will hear it out. Giannis, Jokic, no. No. I won't even listen to that debate. Joel is consistent one. Luka and Escher two or three. Yeah, the fact that Joel is averaging 35 is just unbelievable. And I, cannot, I can't knock him for what he's doing. They like, I mean, I really don't have a bad thing to say about him. So that kind of just ends that little rant. segment. Yeah, just talk a little MVP talk. Actually, we kind of knocked out MVP talks on both sides. Yeah, we did. We did. But so we can hop now
0: from just kind of our opening lines, even though we're – pretty far into the episode already 30 minutes 30 minutes and yeah. already we, we can hop into the rest of the sports well we can start off with the mlb a few things to talk about here the dodgers are running free agency right now i don't want to necessarily talk too much on the signings because i feel like all you've heard for the past month now is oh my god the dodgers got otani oh they got Yamamoto. oh now they have hernandez oh they got Glasnow. like they, we've heard the names they're getting everybody we know knows. who they're getting everybody knows that but what I want to get into is kind of the situation that's put the MLB in. Should the MLB bring in a salary cap? I'll let you talk about this first, because I made my opinion very
1: stated the other night. But I'll get a little bit more in depth into mine in a minute. What you got for me? I don't necessarily think there should be a salary cap because that's what base- makes baseball unique. I would like to see an off-season cap per such. But the thing is, is like, but the thing, I don't know, maybe like a three-year window or something like that. Because then, if you're the A's who spent sixty k. What was it last year or the year before? Uh, I think it was last year. So we'll just say use them, and they want to go spend out a lot of money. This year, I don't think they should be penalized for that. The, what bothers me is that the Dodgers have spent a billion dollars. Yeah. They spent uh, $700 million a couple off-seasons ago. This deferred cap shit. Yeah, I'm going to get into that. Later. I know that's why, but I just want to, like, because I know that's what you're going to swing yeah. by, so I'll let you talk into that. That shit's got to go. Salary cap just, I don't know, because it. Part of me is like yes because I I see how it works with the NBA and how it works with the N- NFL, and shit like this doesn't happen because mm-hmm. it's frustrating. Twenty nine other teams are frustrated right now that they got um, Otani and Yamada. No offense to Hernandez, but like you got him. But then he's also, he's gonna be a guy at But the I'm end looking, of day. but I'm looking on that roster, and they also have Betts and Freeman. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, and they're deferring money on both their contracts too. That bothers me. Yeah. So maybe, de- all right, if you're going to keep deferred revenue, maybe have some sort of salary deferred cap. Deferred revenue. Good God, accounting is on our minds. Yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, that that. Oh, God, I can't believe I just said that. <laughs> but if if you're going to keep this deferred revenue, implement some sort of salary cap. It's got to be controlled because at this point, there's no, they, oh, well, they'll suck in 2034 and t- they'll find a way. They'll find a way. They'll find a way. They'll it's way. A way. the Dodgers. They they'll they'll defer it for the next 10 years. They will find a way. Yeah. So here's my thing. Have a starter cap if you're going to have this, um, deferred contracts. Get rid of the deferred contracts. I don't have a problem.
0: Yeah, and that's exactly the route I was going to go. I have been watching baseball just about every day of my life since I was probably like 10 or 11 years old. Baseball is my thing. This deferred contract shit didn't start until like maybe four or five years ago. Like, you look at some of these big contracts that were given out in the early 2000s. Our pool holes to the Angels. That contract was massive. Massive. And then you even look at it. when Manny Machado got 300 when Bryce Harper got 330 when Mike Trout got his 470 deal. None of those were deferred money. I, my thing is, I don't think there should be a salary cap. I've said that for a long time. The MLB is the one sport where a salary cap doesn't work because the market for the offseason changes so much every year because there's so many guys that will randomly be set up for free agency that weren't supposed to be. Perfect example, Yamamoto. Two years ago, when we were talking, when we were looking ahead at this class, looking at Otani, the only name we were talking about was Otani. Mm-hmm. Now we have Otani, Yamamoto, Snell, who had, had just won a Cy Young. Two years ago, we thought Snell was done for because he hadn't been that good since the Cy Young year. Yeah. And then Hader, and then Soto getting moved this offseason. There's so much more that goes into it. Whereas in other sports, two-ish years ahead, you already know who's going to be a free agent coming those classes, but that's not even the thing too contracts evolve so much throughout baseball they're so no other sport you're seeing guys get 10 year contracts that's it's that simple but my thing is I think that the salary cap shouldn't even be a question these deferred contracts gotta stop though you you've got to tell these teams they cannot do deferred contracts because the fact that Otani is making two million a year for the next 10 years and then is making 68 million a year for the next 10 years after that. Yamamoto has money deferred on his contract. Freeman has money deferred on his contract. Betts has money deferred on his contract. Before all this BS with the Dodgers, the only person you've heard about with a deferred contract was Bobby Bonilla. Like, we don't talk about deferred contracts until the Dodgers have started doing this.
1: But the the difference is is Bobby's getting a million, correct?
0: Yeah, it's a million. Not
1: $68 68 That's a lifetime of Bobby Bonilla in one year. It's terrible. So that's why I don't even... Well, the Mets did it. No, they didn't. They gave him... They're giving him a million for the, what, 30... I don't I don't know the exact year, but... Who are we talking... Uh, Bobby. Bobby? Yeah. They're yeah, it's a
0: million for like 27 years or
1: something. A shit. million fucking dollars.
0: $27 million. Oh, my God. We're talking about...
1: I oh don't no. know. Between Yamamoto, between Freeman Betts, and Otani, that's over... Well over... That's probably a couple hundred million. Yeah. Yeah that's not even the same playing field. And the funniest
0: thing to me about this whole offseason is that in this offseason, deferred revenue everything included, the Dodgers have spent 1.06 billion and the Cubs haven't spent a
1: dime. And they're not st- and they're not done. I hope everybody understands that the Dodgers are no, not No, they're done. not. They're not. They're going to get somebody else. I wouldn't be surprised if they're not a hater. And that's frustrating, but I wouldn't be surprised this whole thing's frustrating that's why it just bothers me and that's why you're hearing an uproar of why people are talking about salary cap because people want a change there should be a change whether you think salary cap or not there should be a change whatever they're doing right now should not be a thing deferred contracts have got to go you're killing the sport the sport is so good right now I am loving baseball I used to this sport used to have no appeal to me sports in such a good spot right now it keep is. on doing keep on doing this shit you'll go right back where you were in 2010 where yeah. nobody was watching your sport oh
0: yeah alright But to talk a little bit on this Dodgers team and not have to talk about all the deferred money, I want to bring this up because it's something that I've really seen the past few days. Is this team really even going to be that, like, amazing? I think people are looking at these signings and like, oh my god, the Dodgers are going to win 130 games a year and win the next seven World Series. It's not really the case. It's not that good. If you look at the the team, look at the lineup card, the top half of that card is going to be Betts, Otani, Freeman, Will Smith, and then... um, Hey Oscar. Mm-hmm. But the back end is like it's not that good. It's gonna be like James Outman, Gavin Lux, Max Muncie, Chris Taylor, Jason Hayward. I mean, like, Muncy when he was healthy was fucking doing shit. Yeah, Muncy, now he just gets a ton of
1: walks and he'll hit like one ninety. That's well that's no all but that's also he I feel like he had that crazy injury and he came back. I yeah. saw Ronald do that shit. He's gonna I think he'll be back. I think Muncy's gonna be back. That's six Hitters, and once again, they're not done. I don't think. I agree. I don't think they're done. So we'll see what this lineup card comes in, but that's six. Really good fucking bat with Yamamoto. We're lucky that Shohei can't pitch this year, because then that's (laughs) beautiful. Shohei, Yamamoto, um, uh, oh, my God, fuck. Glasnow. Glasnow, and then Clayton, I think, is the sixth best, because I feel like I'm forgetting somebody. I think you are. I'm forgetting somebody. Uh, I mean, they have Emmett Sheehan in there, too, but. I'm forgetting somebody because I think Clayton's six like that was like their. Well, six Clayton
0: teams. Clayton isn't even on the roster right now. He's not. He's a free agent. Oh, I thought he had one more. No, nah, he's a free agent. Um, they haven't like officially brought him back or anything yeah. yet. So God, but... I saw it the other day. I, we are forgetting something. There's today. literally all right, I can't
1: hold on. remember who. Let's just say Shohei um, Yamamoto, Yamamoto, Walker Bueller, Glasnow, Julio Arias. That's what we were forgetting. Good God! Do they still have Tony Gonsolin too?
0: Yeah. And Tony Gonzalez actually, I I remember we looked at it one time. He's actually pretty damn good. He just flies under the no, radar. No, fucking disgusting. He just flies under. What are they the gonna radar. do? They're gonna
1: put him in the pin? or Urius in the pin? Probably trade him. And which is probably gonna give him another bat or a disgusting bullpen piece. Unless they get a hater, then they're gonna get another bat. They're gonna have seven elite bats. So yes, yeah, this dude, team. Dude,
0: I've I've heard they're in on Shane Bieber, and that scares me. God.
1: Yeah, that scares me. Please no. So I mean, I'll let you get more into your point, like as far as how good that team is. But just quickly, I want to quickly say is, do I think they're gonna win the next five World Series? No. But I, this team's good as fuck, and it yeah, me. I
0: think they'll still run the AOS. That, or not AOS, NL, NL West. But that, that's, I don't know. It, it's weird because I've seen teams like this before. I've seen the Yankees spend an ungodly amount of money to still be uncontrollably mid. Like, I, I've seen it happen before to where teams will spend a stupid amount of money, and it doesn't result in a lot. Perfect example. The Yankees did all that to get A-Rod. That massive contract, that was the biggest contract in baseball for like, a good like I think it was like nine to ten years before Manny got three hundred and Bryce got three thirty. They won one World Series out of that. And it was Arod's like second or third year there. It doesn't always work out. And I that's the beauty of baseball. You don't this is this is a sport where you don't have to pay all the big bad guys to have the best roster. The A's did it for a while. The Red Sox did it in 04 um, I mean the Astros are normally like they're they're like top ten in payroll, but they're not up there with the big boys and we have a dynasty going on right now. Like I mean,
1: we won a World Series off of
0: four outfielders who are yeah. making less than five million, like yeah. shit. But I mean, this just because they're doing all this doesn't mean the Dodgers are gonna be very, very good. I mean even the Padres. We've seen the Padres spend stupid amounts of money. They were
1: fourth in the division last year. Like, it doesn't always um, mean there's going to be success. And it's not, I'm not even worried about the team that they have per se. Yes, mm-hmm. the team is kind of unfucking fair, it's, but it's how they did it, which was bothers me 100%. I yeah. don't, it's not what they have, it's how they did it. If
0: they were actually truly sitting there paying Otani 70 million, Yamamoto his 35, I wouldn't be that mad about
1: it. It's the fact that Otani's making 2 million a year. It's so frustrating. It's that I, the best word I can use is frustrating because the thing is, is like we and like you can call me a hater for the Dodgers. Most people are, so I'm not like just one in a million. Yeah, I wanted to see, I wanted to see him go to like a Toronto. I wanted to root for the guy. I wanted to be an Otani fan. I really wanted him in Toronto. I wanted to be a Yama, I want to be a Yamamoto fan. I wanted to do all, but I can't because of how they did it. And you're on the fucking Dodgers. You yeah. just, I can't do that. So it's, it's just ingrained a, in my mind as an Astros fan to hate the Dodgers with every bone in my body. I so. just, I'm gonna hate the Dodgers. I'm, they're, they're one of the three teams that I'm always gonna hate. And Dodgers, Yankees, Mets,
0: baby, get them out of here.
1: Like I just hate them. I would trade out Yankees for Phillies, but that's 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 the NL East. In yeah, India. that's what I'm saying. So, but it makes sense. But the Dodgers right now, number one. I hate the like. Honestly, we're, we 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 cool with the Mets because the Mets fucking suck. <laughs> so we rock with the Mets right now. We rocking with the Mets. It goes it goes Dodgers, Phillies, and then the Mets. But back to my point is just it bothers me. You take these like I said, we don't know one hundred percent what you is. But just gonna speak on Otani just himself. I'm genera- not even generational because that's only like a twenty year span. I'd be the most talented player to ever step on the baseball field. One like... in a million, literally, literally one in a million, and. How they got him and how just knowing that he's probably going to be a Dodger for the net, ever, the rest of time, is, it bothers me. It's so annoying. It bothers me.
0: Yeah. But we can move on from Harper on the Dodgers, and we can hop into something that's a little bit fun around this time of year. Uh, it's something we'll talk about just about every single time we get to January. Is the MLB Hall of Fame ballots coming out. The first thing I want to say before we talk about our own ballots is I saw this writer. I don't remember his name, but mm-hmm. granted, he's such, he's such a dumbass that his name doesn't even need to be mentioned. He was on Twitter. He released his ballot to the, to the public, and like people were um would like respond and like ask him why this player that player wasn't on the ballot, and he would just respond with a gif of a of a baby crying gif gif whatever the hell you want to call yeah, it of a baby crying. Like he kept doing it over and over over again. It's your job to cover the sport. What the hell? Why why don't you want to talk about the sport? And then somebody's talking about Gary Sheffield. He had the audacity to sit there and say. I, I left Sheffield off my ballot this year, but it's okay. I'm gonna vote for him next year. Hey, dipshit! It's his, his tenth year on the ballot. But that's that's just that's one thing among many that this guy has said on there. And then somebody asked him like, when was the last time you like fully covered baseball? I think he said like 2018. Like, why the hell does he still have a vote? This is terrible. They
1: just I hate the I hate the voters that that okay. MLB has. They have a whole bunch of just old fart librarians in there and people who. It just yeah. There's
0: like there's like a percentage of the people that get votes that are like know what they're talking about like John Morosi, Ken Rosenthal, those people. I think Jeff Passan might have a vote, but like those people, they know what they're talking about. Some of these old head dipshits that they have given votes to, don't know anything about baseball. They don't even watch the sport. I they don't. Like. It's so frustrating. But I don't want to harp on that for too long. We can hop into our own ballots. I will start off, I'll just get on the list of the guys that I have getting in. I would have, in my opinion, Bobby Abreu, Adrian Beltre, Todd Helton, Andrew Jones, Joe Maurer, Manny Ramirez, Alex Rodriguez, Gary Sheffield, and Billy Wagner. A couple of guys that I would have on the fringe of... I didn't mean to hit your computer, my fault, gang. A couple of guys I would have on the fringe of the ballot, Adrian Gonzalez, David Wright. David Wright really sucks to leave him off because he was so good in his prime. But injuries just tore his career up. Agon is interesting because I think Agon is a guy that's Hall of really good, mm-hmm. but not necessarily Hall of fame. And then as I'm looking at this, I have one more name I want to put in that same conversation. K-Rod, Francisco Rodriguez. Hall of very good. I wouldn't put him Hall of fame, though. That's my palette. What you got?
1: See, so I'm just trying to get – because Micah knows the sport better. As far as, like, I feel like whenever we're going from 2018 to what we got now – like, I'm not gonna be like he's got one, but this is guys he played when I wasn't watching, and some before I was like around right when I was born. So, like, I just didn't watch the sport. I was, I grew up watching football and ba- uh, basketball, just like looking right now. I just have him because I was curious. I know he won MVP. Jimmy Rollins, just trying to get some career stats 230 at uh, home runs, almost at 2,500 hits. What's his war? Let's see where
0: 48
1: 48. Okay, but he has a below average OPS. Plus. So that's this thing which is so he prime. That's why the best yeah. way out he very, had a, very good he had a prime. So I'm gonna just go on a note like that. Just guys that I know. Uh Beltray, um let's see. Helton, we're looking at him. Let's see. Give me Gary, Billy Wagner, Manny, Maurer, Andrew, and Arod. I think that's eight. Okay. And honestly, just from my knowledge, I think, I'm not the, gonna, I think the only name you left off that I had on was Bobby Abreu, and I, I can I can
0: live with that. Mm-hmm.
1: And I'm trying to say like, and there's some of these guys I'm just not like. There's guys that I know like I don't Brandon Phillips no, Torrey Hunter I don't Hollow very good yeah like let me just like I'll use him as an example just because I know him Andy Pettit Hollow really good
0: Jose Reyes Jose Reyes. Hall of Very Good. Chase Utley Hall of Very Good. Borderline Hall of Fame for Chase Utley. He's closer than a lot of these other guys yeah. are. I was looking at Utley and I was like, maybe he, but. He's closer he's closer to being Hall of Fame than I would say Andy Pettit is, but
1: I I I still think he's just Hall of Very Good. Um, how do just because like how do they choose these people who gets nominated for the Hall of Fame? Like how do you get Uh
0: it's a certain amount of service time in the MLB. I wanna say it's twelve seasons minimum to get put on the ballot. I could be wrong on that. Don't quote me on it. But I know it's a certain
1: amount of service time gets you on there. Got you. Um, well, just looking at it, Brandon Phillips is a fat no. Like, that's yeah, – no. I don't even know what how – no offense, but –
0: Brandon Phillips is not even hall of very good. He's just hall of
1: good. Solid. He's just hall of, like, <laughs> you were pretty solid. Hall of solid era. in the early 2000s. Yeah. Like your, early 2010s. Early that's what I'm saying. Like, your era, you were pretty solid. Yeah. People knew who you were. Yeah. Honestly, I'm not going to try to do anything special. I'm just going to keep it at those eight that I had. Um, yeah. Give me BMAC next year. Jesus Christ. <laughs> nah, I, will, <laughs> Hell no. I will shamelessly say that. <laughs> BMAC, BMAC is the epitome of Hall of Very Good. Uh, yeah, that is a big old... Sh- I will shamelessly say that because I why not? I'm allowed to. <laughs> but that about wraps it up for
0: the Hall of Fame. We can hop down and talk about our two teams really quick. One of them has been very active. or I would say very, semi-active in the offseason. One hasn't done jack shit. We'll talk about the Braves first. They make the move to get Chris Sale. My big question here isn't necessarily was it a good or bad trade. I think it's a good trade all around considering you're paying him 500k of his Mm, contract. My only question is what can you get out of Chris Sale? I agree. The problem with the injury history is exactly that, the injury history. Um, he, He has a history not necessarily being able to stay on the field all the time. But when he's on the field, he's damn good. So it's a matter of, can one, can you get health out of him? And I'm not even saying, like, a full healthy season. If you can get, like, 15 starts out of this
1: guy, you're, that's a win. That's what I, that's what I was thinking. Whenever you're, like, saying, like, there ain't no way you did all this for Chris Sale, I'm okay with doing it for Chris Sale. If I get a Chrissy, Chris uh, healthy Chris Sale, I'm chilling for pretty cheap, too. Yeah. Well, not even cheap, Very cheap. Well, we are I, paying we, him league minimum. We did. Well, we extended him. I know we You're still it. paying him
0: league minimum. A lot of a lot of the money out of that uh deal, um, Boston's paying in deferred money. I, I Even saw it out of our extent, yeah. The, what we did? Yeah. Huh, I saw it the other day. It, well y'all's extension is weird because you restructured his contract. It so like some of the money that Boston was supposed to be paying him got deferred into that extension. So Boston's still paying a lot of that extension money. It's it's weird. I saw it the other day, but y'all are barely paying Chris Boston's oh. paying most of it. All and right. in return, I mean, Boston gets Vaughn Grissom, who is a I think he's a very high-ceiling, low-floor prospect. Mm. He could either get you some good production or, or he's not going to do shit. And honestly, they probably don't care either way. They're just trying to get sales contract off the books. Yeah,
1: Which, it sucks. I love Vaughn, but he didn't have a place on our team. He really didn't. After the year that Orlando had, he had no place on the team. And I
0: think after Orlando, y'all would look at maybe... Uh, you traded Shoemake, too. Yeah, we traded him. But I y'all are, y'all are in a spot where I think... Orlando gets you another probably two maybe three years and then after that
1: we either homegrown. I, or spend I, I think you are homegrown and you're gonna spend a little bit of money. That's what on. I think. We either have a guy in our system that's gonna be that or we're gonna go spend some money on a shortstop. And I can see y'all drafting a guy and then a few years he's ready to go. And I can live with that. I don't always. I don't know who's in our farm system now. Like I couldn't tell you who, but um, I mean I'm just like look if I can get some give me 2013 through 16 Chris Sale, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. like. <laughs> Well, even 2017. Hell, no, my bad. So, 20, give me 20, what did I say, 2013? Whatever. Just 2019 Chris Sale was, like, exactly what y'all could look for. He was good. He just didn't get to pitch a ton. Yeah. Um, Let's see. Yeah, like, just, like you said, after that, like, like that full season he had off. Yeah. And then, as long as I can get anything just slightly above that, he also, I didn't even know, I don't even know if you knew this, he, um, all-time record in strikeout per nine. Whoa. Whoa. Whoa! Really?
0: That's a shocker. I did not know. So that.
1: that's a little nugget of knowledge. I know. I definitely didn't know that. I would. I, I would have guessed no one riding a heartbeat. All time MLB leader in strikeout per nine. That's crazy. So yeah. Wow. If I can get a sliver of that, I'm. You're chilling. I am living with that for really cheap. We still have money to spend this
0: offseason. Yeah, here. and I was gonna get into that too because I have it on here saying where do they go from here. I have heard rumblings, and this is just rumblings, mm-hmm. that Trevor Bauer could be a name to watch for going to Atlanta. I could see it because Anthopolis has this very long history of penny-pinching and free agency. Bauer's not going to get a big guaranteed deal coming back to the MLB. Mm-hmm. He's going to get a shorter deal. I could see at max three years, I would probably say he gets one or two. I, my best guess is probably a two-year deal with a team option, so it's – Year one's guaranteed. Year two, the team can decide yeah. to either let him go or bring him back. I could see that, and I think Atlanta would be the perfect type of team. Not necessarily perfect fit, perfect mm-hmm. place. Know, that's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that is an Atlanta, Alex esque deal to make. And where you're not paying him a lot, it's high-risk, high-reward.
1: Or low-risk, high-reward. If you're Trevor Bauer, you want to come back to a contender. yeah, want to improve yourself. Oh, yeah. So you can come out, with, let's say, with that team option. He'll either want a one year deal or a one-year team option. I don't think he'll just sign for three because I think he knows how good he is. He just knows he's not going to get that money right now. Right. So I think he'll just – let's just say it's a team option or whatever. He's going to come out and try to pitch his ass off. Now we'll see if he's going to overdo it and suck ass, and we're going to be like, all right, you can go. Or yeah. we're going to see if he comes out as a dog, and we're like, all right, bet. Now we're cooking. Now we uh-huh. just got Chris Sale, Trev- uh, Trevor Bauer – the right draw rotation was Strider, Morton, and Max Freed. Uh, Max Freed. Who I yeah. think's the best no matter what I still think Max Fried's the best pitcher in our rotation. One hundred percent. Either him or Strider, yeah. And but healthy for healthy freed's no doubt. Healthy freed. Healthy freed healthy Free could win a Cy, a Cy Young. Oh yeah. One hundred percent. So right now I think the Braves are in a really good spot and they don't have to do too much they don't have to do too much. And I don't know if you want to talk like how much you want to talk on the Astros, but like you said y'all are kind of quiet. So, what's up?
0: Yeah, so this is a this is a weird situation and I've kind of started to think about it a lot in the past few days. It's very weird to think about as an Astros fan. I'll get into it in a second. But the first thing I want to talk about is how do we replace Michael Brantley? Brantley's hung it up. He's decided he's going to retire. That's a key bat to losing our lineup card, but at the same time we didn't necessarily use him last mm-hmm. year. I think that we missed our opportunity to go out and get Gurriel. We should have. I don't know why we didn't. But now, I'm not so certain we make a move to go get anybody because we have Mauricio DeBon who can be our platoon, jump all over the place guy in a year that we would hopefully have a full year of healthy Altuve. What I'm starting to ask myself, though, is you look at our roster. Obviously, we have our young guys. We have Tucker. We have Alvarez. We have Pena. And then our rotation, we have some young guys in there like Javier, but the main pieces of this dynasty are starting to get a little age on them. Altuve, I believe, is 32. Bregman is creeping on 30. Abreu uh, is very old. Yeah. Um, and then, like, in the rotation, Verlander is a grandfather at this point. And then, like, in the bullpen, Presley is getting up there in age. Like, a lot of our key pieces to this dynasty are starting to get old. Are we in a position that we need to gear up and try to get a few more rings before we're truly out of the window for these guys? Or do we need to start gearing up for maybe a rebuild or a retool?
1: I We're I in a weird say, spot. We're in a very weird just spot. Just from looking, uh, Jose's 34, and by the time the season starts, we'll be 34. He's going to his 34-year-old season. Uh-huh. Braven's going to his 30-year-old season. I think Altuve's got maybe two or three more years left of really good production before mm. he starts really plateauing. And just from looking, just kind of like the two, well, do we go for more rings or do we go for a rebuild? You Here's the thing. You could try to go for more rings. If you fail, you set yourself up for a lot of years of not so good. Or you can just do a mini, like not even a rebuild. Like a, just a like a retool, that's what yeah, I was thinking. Yeah, Like just a little tweak. Maybe you take a step back for the next year or so. Rangers are doing their thing. You just accept the fact that the Rangers are doing their thing. You come back in 2026 and well, you are back. It, the thing is, people are talking about it.
0: Brantley wants hella money. Or not Brantley, Bregman. Bregman wants hella money. And I'm not so certain we're going to cough up the money that he wants. It. Bregman is... Top-tier elite in baseball uh, getting on base. His glove is solid, but as he's gotten older, he has lost a step. Mm -hmm. It's it's a weird situation because I love Bregman. I think Bregman is one of those guys that if we do extend him, he's going to retire an Astro. He'll have a statue outside the stadium. He's one of those guys. But it's also weird because it's like, how much money can we truly commit to him? Are we getting 2019 Bregman or are we getting 2021 Bregman?
1: That's you really don't know. Here's the, here's Bregman's career. I'm just going to go. His career OPS. Obviously, the one I'm about to start was his rookie year, so don't look to it. 791 827 $926, 1015 801 but that was the COVID year. We'll let that shit slide. 777 820 804 last year. How much money do you want to spend on that? To be
0: dead honest, no more than like a very similar extension to what he got the first time, which was six years, 100 mil. And I, don't I ain't think doing he, more than that. And
1: I don't know if he wants that. I ain't giving him more than that. Me personally. I know I'm not the Astros fan talking, but I'm looking at the numbers. I don't know what type of contract he's asking for. I have no idea. But you have, let's see, the past three seasons, that is what, 60 home runs. I'm not saying home runs is the, the shit, like, but yeah. the right-handed hitter in Minute, minute Maid. Yeah. So, you know, you tell me.
0: But I will say, and we saw this because when we went to Houston was when he broke out of his slump. Bregman is a very streaky hitter. One thing that ain't streaky is the fact that he walks a hell of a lot. He's going to get on base, Mm -hmm. which is massive. It's it's such a big help to have a guy who hits in the middle of the lineup or sometimes slides up to the two hole, and he always gets on base. That is huge for the, the length of this lineup and our ability to have him come up in crucial situations and know that he can work a damn good at bat, regardless if he gets on base, He's still going to see a lot of pitches, and that's helpful. That's huge. And, again, I love Alex Bregman. Love Alex Bregman. He has been a cornerstone of this dynasty. I found this on the web. All right. Siri found it on the web. But um, (laughs) he's been a cornerstone of the dynasty, and it it would really suck to have to part ways with him. But at the same time, again, I, I just don't know
1: if we can give him that kind of money. I wouldn't. I'm just looking at these numbers. He's been good. He's been good. Really good. He's not. I don't think he's getting any better. Right. So that's the way I'm thinking. If he's 24 and these were the numbers he's put up, you're like he's gonna get better. He's 30. Yeah. Uh, Jose's 34. Yeah. Abreu's 40. Jose, I
0: can, Jose, I can count on because he's not gonna lose his ability to, to hit these random bullshit dinker hits that he's been making a career off of. The entire time, like Jose Altuve has an uncanny skill to be able to put the bat on the ball. He's I, not going to lose that.
1: I just, I would be like, and it'd suck. I just, it's easy for me. I'm not a Astros fan. I'm not. I'm just not an Astros fan. But to let a guy go like at Bregman, you keep a Jose. That's your guy. That you're just like he. You're leading us like,
0: regardless of whatever we do. Jose Altuve will retire in a, Astros. He's an before. Astro. Yeah.
1: But you have your guys like Jordan and Kyle Tucker who are your stars of the team. You have those guys. You let do whatever with an Abreu. Verlander retires. You're not a great team. But what you could do is, is, if you let all that happen, you take a step back for a year, maybe two, and now you're back. Now we're like, all right, we just revamped our dynasty. So it's almost like what, like how Dirk had Luca for that one year. Now you have like that one year of like, all right, Jose, how far can you take us? Boom, new dynasty has now started. Now it's still the 26, 27. Y'all are back. Yeah. So that's what I would do in a perfect world. You don't try to chase because if you get too greedy, and it fails, and we're looking at twenty twenty six, you're like, fuck, we're gonna be bad for like a, like some years. Yeah. So that's that's at least my thought process. I
0: and I think, in terms of like right now, if we are going to just go all in and try to ride out this dynasty and maybe grab a couple more rings, we need to get more aggressive, dude. We need to make some signings and and like, free agency. Go get a Jordan Hicks. Go get. Maybe be in on hater. I don't necessarily think we need hater, but maybe be in the conversation, just to kind of gauge this free agent market. Marcus Stroman's another name we could look out for. There's guys like we need to be involved, but we're not. So I don't know what direction ownership wants to go. I don't know what direction um Dana Brown wants to go. It's it's weird, but I won't harp on it for too long. We can move on from the MLB. Talk about the NFL for a little bit. We are uh, we are clocking some time today, Jordan. Woo!
1: Know. I don't know how
0: we're gonna We're clocking some time today. But we can hop into the NFL real quick. We can start off with the Bills. Shout out to the Bills. Five game winning streak to come back from
1: the dead mm-hmm. and win that division. I do Good wanna, Lord I man. do wanna pull up something though, because people were talking about how bad the Bills were. Like no, no wrong, they were five and five. Six five, and six. Six and six, my bad. Six and six. That's not great by any means at all. But so the game that not started it. The game where this all this whole little winning streak began was, let me check, they beat the Chiefs. December 10th, they beat the Chiefs by three. Let's not forget, they lost to the Eagles in overtime, which that's also another team we'll get to. Mm-hmm. Well, they lost to the Eagles in overtime in a game where I believe the Bills should have won. There were some cheeky little calls the Eagles way. There was some little finessing whatever. So the Bills at that point would have been seven and five. They could have had a shot at two, um... Depending on how the Ravens would have gone. Now if it just would've kept on going out, then the Ravens still would have been the one seed. But things could have been more interesting if that game goes. But let's not forget, they end you getting on a five game win streak. Should have been six. And the Steelers, you're facing the Steelers. I mean, unless the Steelers come out and shock me. Surprise me. I had the Bills going to the next divisional round. I wouldn't want to play a team that's on a what, six? That would be seven? Seven game win streak. Yeah, I don't want to see them. And the thing is is like this is why you just have to make the playoffs. It doesn't matter necessarily what you do. Just make it to the playoffs. Everybody knows the Bills are dangerous. Everybody knows you do not want to play the Bills. I remember you were talking about it like on the before the whole week went down on like, what the Texans situation would have been. I should like, want to play Buffalo. Out of the Bills, the uh, Browns, and what was the other team? Was Dolphins. Dolphins. The Bills are the team you did. It. And I don't blame you. I wouldn't want to play the Bills either. Hell no. Like, give me the Dolphins over the Bills. Like, so... Yes, great way to end the season. But I think even if they were the seven seed, I, that's the one. That's a seven seed I wouldn't want to play.
0: It's funny though that um, that Miami held the two seed all year long, and then Week eighteen they fought to the six. They they were planning on having a home game against a Pittsburgh, and now they're in.
1: Well, they would have had to play the Bills again. They just would have stayed at home. Yeah.
0: Now they're in a bad spot.
1: Now you're in a spot. Yeah, you have to go into Arrowhead. Yeah, play Kansas City in negative two degree weather. Yeah, it's gonna be cold as shit. You yikes. were planning on seventy four degree weather in Miami, Florida.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Crazy how shit can happen.
0: Yikes! Big yikes, yikes for that. But a couple more things I want to talk about with the Bills. I feel like they're a big team to highlight. Um, mm. I'm gonna catch some flack for what I'm about to say. No,
1: dude. Because no, no, there.
0: I'm not. I'm not even getting to. I'm not even getting to that second point.
1: Yeah, I'm on the third one. I'm gonna. I'm gonna save that second one for a second. Oh. No, no, I know which one you're talking about. You're talking about the sepoy, right? Yep. Yeah, this, dude, oh my god.
0: Bro, I'm so tired of seeing that um, Demar Hamlin is leading in the odds for comeback player of the year. He has played three snaps. Can we shut up? There needs to be a snap requirement. I don't one. give a damn about Demar Hamlin, bro. He's not good. I, I, I understand everything that happened last year. Can we leave that shit in last year? Not
1: Joey either. Flax deserves the comeback player of the year. Was it even lat? Was it in two thousand twenty-two or twenty-three? Do we even have a date? That shit might have been two calendar years. It though. might have. But to go off, God, you're about to rob somebody of a comeback, an actual comeback player of the year. We're not talking about a spiritually comeback. He's player There's like of
0: seven year. guys that deserve it more.
1: Than like me. not his. Li- I get it, his life literally came back, but dude, don't hit me with this. Like, he- does he even have a recorded stat? Yeah, he he has he has like one tackle.
0: He's played three snaps, three.
1: It's just I don't know. I really don't have a whole lot to say on it. It's just like yawn. I guess is like boo. Like okay, cool. Way to yeah, it's take stupid. way to take it from a guy who actually deserves it. It's I guess stupid. is the best way I can
0: say it. Yeah, but I won't harp on that for too long. That's not some. I feel like that's not something he's very much explaining. No. Anybody with a brain knows he shouldn't win it. It's just annoying. Yeah, but we can move on to the last point with the Bills. This is a conversation me and you have been having a lot throughout the past few days. We were talking more specifically about Mahomes and Allen, but I put it on here as just the quarterback position in general, mm-hmm. saying, is Josh Allen the best athlete at the QB position? Now, I want to get into the, fr- before we talk about the whole position, because I think we are on the same page about who the best athlete, mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people on the same page of who's the best athlete at quarterback. Mm-hmm. I want to talk about the Mahomes and Allen comparison. In terms of playing quarterback, there's nobody better than Mahomes in the league. And mm-hmm. that's consensus. Everybody knows that. But what you brought up was how physical and fast Josh Allen is comparably to Patrick mm-hmm. Mahomes. I I have said that in terms of when Mahomes runs, I say this in the same light as I do with C.J. Stroud and a few other quarterbacks in this... um. This group. Mahomes doesn't run to run. He runs to pass. I've see, I see. I feel like if Mahomes wanted to put up pretty good rushing stats, he could. But he runs to pass. He's moving out of the pocket, running towards the sideline, waiting for something to open up downfield. If it doesn't, he walks forward and gets like two yards and goes out of bounds. If he wanted to, he could sit in the pocket, one read, two read. All right, my first two reads aren't open. I'm taking my ass off getting 15 yards. He could do that, but he doesn't. And I think that Mahomes is a much better runner than we give him credit for because he doesn't try to run a lot. Mm-hmm. And I the whole conversation of him being the best athlete at position, I don't really know. It's weird because I've, you really don't necessarily see, I guess, the athletic side of these players pe- past the combine. Mm-hmm. We just see them as football players, not necessarily athletes. Like, I don't know what Mahomes' 40-time is now. I don't know what he, what his bench press reps are going to be. I don't know what his vertical is. Like, that, I feel like that's the makeup of an athlete. We don't necessarily get to
1: see all that anymore. See, so it's kind of a weird my conversation. Argument, my argument is, is that Josh Allen... What <coughs> all started was Josh Allen is a better football player yeah, than Patrick Holmes as far as... Yes, I grew up my entire life before even basketball. Basketball was my love. Basketball is my passion. But I was around football way before any of that. I've seen every type of football player. I've seen every age group from the age I was four to now. I've been there, done that. I've seen everything that you can see on a football field. Just about. I've been there. I've, NFL practices, like I've seen this, going of every aspect of what you take, that everybody, every coach, every whatever you look for in a football player, Josh Allen has that. He is. The, I mean, Josh Allen can run over a Bobby Wagner. He can juke out a Jalen Ramsey. He could throw the football seventy yards, but he could also throw it a hundred miles per hour. I'm not like I said. I'm not saying he's a better quarterback. I'm not saying he's a better thrower. Who has the better arm talent? But whenever we're adding everything, Mahomes and Allen are right here. And Mahomes is a good runner. I feel like people – I agree with you. People don't give him the credit because I've seen him make some plays where – I think – I hate to bring up a bad memory, but against the Texans, he had a hell of a one for about 20-something yards. Mother of God. I'm just saying. Like, that's the one that I remember. (laughs) A little down the toe, down the freaking sideline. Duke can run. But I also can agree – there's quarterbacks in this league that – are going to run. There's your Justin Fields and Jalen Hurts that want to run. And even Lamar at the beginning of his career, Josh Allen isn't looking to run. It's, oh, shit, I just broke a tackle from TJ, TJ Watt. And now it's like I have Cameron Hayward about to come for me. Pause. 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 <laughs> but it's like that dude's about to hes about to hit me. Now I have to stiff arm him. And then now I have a linebacker coming in. Got a juke by him and then lower shoulder on a corner. That is a football player. My eyes are looking at a dominant football player. It's just funny because if you look back at
0: like a previous generation, this generation of quarterbacks that we grew up on, we got, we'll, we'll look back on it in a long time and realize, we got blessed with watching the best player in the history of the NFL that is in reality a dog shit athlete. Yeah, he's not. And then we got also in that same generation got to watch, in my opinion, the most talented football player we have, or I wouldn't necessarily say football, but the most talented quarterback mm-hmm. we've ever seen in Aaron Rodgers. I've said it a million times, if you put Aaron Rodgers in Tom Brady's situation, Aaron Rodgers would have undoubtedly been the GOAT, but I think that it's a very similar conversation to what we're having now. Patrick Mahomes, undoubtedly the best quarterback in football. No n- no question in that conversation. Everybody, just like 99.6% probably percent of mm-hmm. the NFL fan base agrees. Patrick Mahomes is the best player in the NFL. But it doesn't necessarily mean that he's the best athlete. No. Because it's the same conversation. Probably a good 80 to 85% of NFL fans believe Tom Brady's the greatest player ever. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean he's the greatest athlete to ever step on the football
1: field. He's bottom tier. The dude yeah. ran a 17-second 40-yard dash. Like, <laughs> His three-cone no. drill was atrocious to watch. And it's just like that we break it up. It's like I said, I was never saying who's the better quarterback, Josh Allen or Mahomes. It was, but I will stand on that hill. I have for three days. Josh Allen is a better football player than Patrick Mahomes. And I don't think that's that crazy to say. He's a better football player. Yeah. All
0: right, we can do some quick hitting now on the playoffs. Uh, the first thing I want to talk about, and this is just a quick question, not only for us, but I also want to hear – what other people had to say about this. So anybody listening at home, I don't know how it works. If y'all can like leave comments on Spotify, however the hell that Ask works. If you have something, man, up. something, man. Let us know how important you think it is to have a home game in the playoffs. But my opinion, I think that, and the re- the main reason I put this is because of the Texan situation. We jump from being the seven and having to go into Buffalo
1: or into Miami to. The four, and now we have a home game. Yeah, you and the Bills did the same thing, y'all. Last week, y'all were like, "Where are we going?" Yeah. Now you're like, "Who's, who's coming? coming?" Yeah. Who- Pause. <laughs> <laughs> this podcast sucks. But, but all, real, all seriousness, you went from, "All right, I'm getting on a plane to who's somebody's getting on a plane and coming to the stadium?" Who is it? Like now, you completely change your mental from that. And get the question that he ha- we have highlighted is how big is to have a home game. It's not as cut dry, to me at least, as someone who played in a playoff game with one time at away, another time at home. It depends on weather is a big thing. Oh, yeah. If it's snowing and I'm from Kansas City and I'm used to it and I'm a dolphin and I live in Miami and I'm not used to it, that's going to get to me. But if I'm going to NRG Stadium and it's a dome... And the only difference is, is that there's a lot of navy blue and red fans yelling at me instead of
0: black and yellow. A lot
1: of black, yellow, and red fans. And I almost get interested. Yeah. <laughs> I don't necessarily think that that's as big of a impact. I've seen where people go into a stadium, you lay down business. So, in, like, weather, incomplete environment is a huge thing. Uh, yeah, I, I think the main
0: thing that plays into home field advantage is the weather. I think that's number one. Uh, there's not necessarily a ton of stadiums that you're going into and the number one thing you're like, fuck, i got to deal with that fan base. But I will say for damn sure, one of those is Arrowhead. And if you're in a situation where you went from, okay, you might have a home game to, damn, now i got to go to Arrowhead, that changes everything. Mm -hmm. That changes everything for Miami. You went from maybe having a home game, you know, being able to have a game down there in Hard Rock. I mean, Hard Rock's not the greatest stadium in the world to, like, have to play him, but it's not like but, one of those stadiums you're looking at. It's not like Lambeau. Holy shit! Jesus. It's, not, it's not like Lambeau or Soldier Field or like we said Arrowhead. So now you got to go into Arrowhead. Like that blows, man. That blows for them. And I think that, I think in that sense, the
1: home game is very important. Mm-hmm. But most of the time it's not necessarily as important. So you're playing on the same field, same football. The only difference yeah. is, is that you get to choose the coin toss instead of the, the home team. It's really not the big deal. Yeah, That's why i People cheer in your name, they're building your name. Like, like, it really doesn't matter. So, yes, in a certain sense where I have to go play in the cold. Now, you know, Pittsburgh's pretty used to the cold weather, so going to Buffalo is not crazy. Miami does not want to go to Kansas City. Yeah. But also, I'm thinking in the sense of the Browns, Probably are like, yay! I don't have to play in the snow. Yeah. I get to go to a dome in Houston. Yeah, so a stadium that they already won a game this year too. So yeah, like it really just depends. I don't think a home game is that big per se. I played, like I said, sophomore year. We went down to Ware County. We almost took care of business. I'm not gonna get into the politics of that, but we were playing in a completely like hostile environment, <clears throat> completely hostile in the swamp. That place was crazy. We almost came out there with a win. We had a home game the next year against Coffee County, who we felt very, very confident in. They came in and kind of beat our ass. So yeah, they did. put a whooping on it us. It really doesn't matter to me. I, I like not that it doesn't matter, but I think, in a sense of just the home field advantage, not a whole lot. Yeah, it's not as important in football
0: as it is in other sports, specifically baseball. Home field advantage in baseball is massive.
1: Which but I don't even know because if you, the past, my biggest things. The road team wins a lot more than the home team does. Just thinking about the World Series and I just When I think Series about home field advantage, especially in baseball, I think about fields. Because
0: base, baseball is the only sport where every field, every court, whatever you play on, it's not the same. It's but completely all, different. But that that's also, why, that's but why I like is, it. But the is you get that same advantage.
1: I think the biggest thing for baseball is do I hit first? Do I pitch first? That's the advantage I think of. Because yeah. if I go to Yankee Stadium, it's like, oh, well, you know, they play the short porch. I get to play on that same short porch. Yeah, well, one thing,
0: too, for, wow, we're rambling on baseball, so this will be the last one I make on this, but um, baseball, as different as it is from other sports, too, the home team's always going to get the last chance. Yeah. That would be like. That's the biggest thing. Yeah, that would be like every single two-minute drill at Burrowhead, Mahomes gets the ball.
1: Burrowhead's crazy.
0: That would be quite the fucking advantage. But we'll move on from that, from talking about one advantage to another one. Does the first round bye hurt the one seed? And I have a very strong opinion on this. I think it does because I've seen a lot of one-seeded teams that kind of take their foot off the gas going into that, going into the their bye week, and then it almost looks like they come out lazy in that second game. Now, granted, a lot of these teams can kind of fix it in-game and end up overcoming it, but I, I'm thinking a little bit in the baseball sense too because the, the, the bye kills teams in baseball. Agreed. Football, it doesn't hurt them as much. But I do. I do still think it's at sometimes. If you don't have that mindset and you haven't been there before, it can hurt you. I think it definitely can.
1: Football, I don't think it does. I think it benefits you because it's a physical sport. You're that's extra week off of bruises. That's an extra week off of film. That's an extra week off of this. Baseball hurts. Baseball is momentum. It's streak driven. Who's hot? Yeah. Football, I don't need to be hot. I'm just better than you. It doesn't right. matter. So the, I'm, the Ravens are the team I'm thinking of right now because they I feel like we didn't super expect them to be here. That's an extra week for it's like, damn, I got this. my, my, yeah, sh- my take, shoulder take that time off. My shoulder's a little, little sore. Next week it won't be. I don't, I don't really know. I don't know. I, I played the Steelers twice this season, so I'm good, but I don't really know a whole lot about the Bills. You watch the Bill film. Yeah. Football, I think it is super beneficial. That's what you want. Football's the sport you want the buy-in. Basketball doesn't have a buy but between like baseball, I I don't want the buy in baseball, especially coming from a Braves fan. But football, give me the buy. I know it benefited us when we went to the Super Bowl that year because we were between the three seed. It was actually the four seed, depending on how like the way it went. We were either gonna be the two seed or the four seed, and we ended up beating the. I don't I don't remember how it was, but we Seahawks came to us. We had the buy. Seahawks come to us. We handled the Seahawks. Green Bay comes to us. We handled Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Like it benefited us going into that. So, I would say in football, it is a huge benefit to have the one seed. Yeah. And
0: then the last two things I want to hit on here with the playoffs, not necessarily talking about the layout of the bracket itself, talking about the actual teams that are in. We can get a little bit of predictions going. So, we'll start off with the AFC. The first game we have is two-seed Buffalo going against seven-seed Pittsburgh. I think Buffalo takes care of business. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Yeah, that, that one I'm not too worried about. The next one. The Chiefs and the Dolphins in Arrowhead. I think this is going to be a really good game, another Arrowhead classic. I'm going to pick the Dolphins. I think the Dolphins win this at, in a one-score game. I think it's a very close game. I'm going to go Dolphins.
1: Um, I think this game is off of two players. I know that – am I going to see Kelsey, who I've seen for the past four seasons, or am I going to see Taylor Swift Kelsey? <laughs> And can, can, can I? There he Tony, catch a football. Can I, can I get a receiver to catch a football? If I can get, <laughs> if, can get of if I can get one of those receivers, if I get one of those receivers to catch a football, and I can have Travis Kelsey have an impact, that doesn't mean he has to catch. Doesn't mean he has to. Can he block? Can he stay? Can he keep his head in the game? Give me the Chiefs by a couple scores. I think the Chiefs are the better team. This has been a weird year. I don't trust Tua. That team's banged up. I don't know what's going on with Raheem Oster. Waddles. I think, I think he's supposed to be back. Waddles a freaking ankle tackle away from being out of the game. <laughs> I love Jalen Waddle, but the dude just can't stay on the God, field. He's made a, he's made a glass and paper. I'm taking – I'm going – I hate to be that guy to go like, oh, dude, take the favorite, but I'm taking. In the, also, environment and pending, like, give me the Chiefs. Yeah, and that's one of those games, like
0: I said, I think it's going to be really close. So that's one of those where I, like, I'm, I'm picking the Dolphins. I am damn sure not picking them to cover the spread, though. <laughs> that's going to be a close game, and I, I could definitely see it going both ways. And then the biggest game, for me at least – Completely unbiased opinion. We win by forty-five, but in reality, I think I think uh, Cleveland can give us a pretty good game. I think we are in a good spot, though. We're young, we're hungry, we know we've we're gonna have more shots in the future, but we're sitting there saying, "Why not now?" I think we I think we can snag at least one playoff game, make it to the next round. Get out of wild card. Go to the divisionals. I, I think we can win this
1: ball game. You're gonna hate me. I know you. I know you. You're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna pick the damn Browns. And it's not why you. It's, I'm not trying to be a hater. I love CJ Stroud. I love the Texans. I don't like the Browns. I do not like the Browns. Thank God Deshaun Watson's not playing. Thank God, because if it was, I would hate having to make this pick. He'd get booed all hell and back. I think they I have, had a better chance with Flacco than Deshaun. I think I have the Browns, and I'll tell you why. And it depends on Joe Flacco's play. If Joe Flacco throws for three hundred fifty yards and three touchdowns and isn't throwing picks left and right, he's gonna he's gonna die y'all up. Yeah. I don't trust you all secondary a ton. Now don't get me wrong, y'all have a we got Derek. That's and, <laughs> and we and we got Derek. <laughs> um I'm not worried about them running the ball. They don't have Nick Chubb anyway. Y'all, have a, have, a really y'all have a good run defense. Y'all have a good run defense. I just don't trust – Air. They're gonna have to pass. They want to beat us. They're gonna have to pass. And they're going to. That's the thing is, you're not making them uncomfortable by doing that. Joe Flacco's gonna throw. He's gonna sling the rock. Joey, Joey Sh-
0: Flax knows what to do when it comes to playoff time.
1: C.J. Stroud's a rookie, but C.J. Stroud's also been big moments, so I'm not too worried about him. Yeah, C.J. Stroud's the last person I'm worried. Think Demico those. Ryan's, and let me tell you why. Big moment coaching. You, you try to think too much. Go out there. How you had the past 17 games, you'll be fine. If you if you treat this wild card game like every other different one. That's where he'll be lost. That's I where you'll lose. Because Stefanski's been there. Mm-hmm. Stefanski has been out-coached. He's overthought. He's learned from those mistakes. So, two things. D'Amico Ryan's, keep your cool. Keep doing what you've been doing all year. Like, whatever. You didn't go undefeated. But don't change a damn thing. Like, don't change. Treat that Indianapolis game like, I mean, basically it was, but that was your playoff game. That Take your notes from that game. And is Joe Flacco going to be elite, or is Joe Flacco going to come out and throw me four picks? Those are the two deciding factors. Yeah. I agree. So now we
0: can move on to the NFC. We'll start off with the first game. Oh, boy. <laughs> Dallas and Green Bay in the playoffs yet again. In Jerry's world. In Jerry's world. Give me the Cowboys. Go Pack Go. Go Pack Go all the Give way. Give me the cheeseheads, man. I'm
1: going with the Packers. I just know it's the, they're playing in Jerry's world. They're under, they've won like 89 games in a row there. Uh, the last time they played a home game there, and they should have lost, um, I saw some very questionable – uh, officiating so I don't know what they can do in a playoff game yeah, so who knows. I really realistically the Cowboys are probably gonna win. God give me the Packers. I'll never root for the Packers. Probably a day in my life again. Yeah dude give me the Cowboys purely off of how much I hate the Cowboys give me the Packers. And that's fair. I know
0: you're listening, Connor. Give me the Packers. And
1: that's fair. Honestly that's fair. I would love for the Packers to win but I'm probably gonna realistically take the Cowboys. Yeah. Give me the Packers. Uh the next game three and six who is this one? Rams and the No, let's go to the Bucks no, the Seahawks are in. I know that. So it'd be the Rams? Is it? Is it Rams? Seahawks. got it. I don't think the Seahawks got is it. In. Why do we not? Why do we not? I'm know? pretty sure the Seahawks did. They did. So three teams made it. Up. I think so. Hold on. Let me. I didn't think the Seahawks did, but I could be I wrong. I They did. Uh, maybe. Maybe I'm wrong.
0: Let me pull it up. God, we are we are quite prepared for this episode. It, eh? it
1: should be the so it's Eagles, Bucks, and then it's the who was the other division winner. The um. The 49ers got the bye. And the Lions? Who do the Lions play? The Seahawks? Oh, it's the Rams and the Lions. Okay, so the Seahawks didn't get in, huh? Yeah, so I, I thought they did. So, so Rams? Rams oh, I'm, I literally said. But yeah, Rams Lions. Oh uh, duh, Jared Goff and fuck. Uh, oh yeah, we're idiots. Yeah. We're dumbasses. Dude, it's been Dude. a long time. Give us a break. God, this show stinks. Give us a break. <laughs>
0: uh, give me give me the Lions. I I think the Lions handle business. I
1: love Dan Campbell. I love that roster. Give me the Lions. I want the Lions one so bad, but. God, I think the Rams are going to win, but give me the Lions. Please no. Please I think the Rams no. are going to win.
0: I don't want to see Stafford make another run. Please. I'm going to
1: I'm going to say I'm going to say the Rams are I think the Rams are going to win, but I want yes. the Lions. That's all I'm going to say. That's where I'm going to end yeah. that. Give me give me the Lions to win that one. And then
0: we can get to the Eagles and the Bucks. Give me the Bucks, and I'm not trolling on this one either. Give me the Bucks. The Eagles have looked so shitty at the end of the year, dude. Give me the Bucks.
1: You're quiet. I'm I'm cause, cause it's like you're quiet. I've been thinking about this one the entire probably ever since I looked at the NFL, I've been thinking about this one. I'm going Bucks, dude. Baker Mayfield comes off of a piss poor week against Carolina. That team did not perform, but they also felt like they didn't have to. They just felt like they needed enough for the win. The Eagles have been struggling.
0: The Eagles were ten and one at one point, gentlemen. Struggling ten and
1: Sh- one. Should have lost to the Bills too, so I think they should have been whatever they should have, they could have been nine and two at that point. But whatever. They're going to Tampa. Baker Mayfield knows this is his last ride. He knows it's his last ride. Give me the Buccaneers. Give me the Bucks. And this baby. is how it's going to go. Because I want the Lions to win and I want the Bucs to win. I'll never want the Bucs to win either again. Only one of those teams are going to win. What, do you know what game comes first?
0: Uh, the Lions are 8 p.m. on Sunday. Bucks
1: are 8 p.m. on Monday. So that's the Lions. So the Lions game will come first. The Lions win that football game. The Eagles will win. If the Lions lose, just because I know this shit, I've watched football my entire time. <laughs> this is always how it goes. I have the worst luck in football. Whenever who I want to fucking win, trust. <laughs> so if the Lions win, we can't have everything. We'll see the Eagles. The Rams win, go Bucks. Yeah. All right, and then the
0: last point we will hit on for the NFL, we are, we, we really got to get moving on we time. time. We're starting I to get crunched. He it. got class at six thirty.
1: And I need you. Yeah, I definitely need you. Probably drop me off too, because right, I got you.
0: <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Talk about our dark horses to make a run in the playoffs. I have one that's very interesting here, and I saw this on Instagram earlier. Uh, people are going to think I'm being biased here. I'm not being biased. The reason I'm picking the Texans as my dark horse is simply because of the stat I saw earlier. I thought it was really interesting, and I don't really like a ton of these dark horse picks. I am going to take the Texans as my dark horse because the last four teams to go from worst in the division to first in the division in a two year window. All four of them went to the Super Bowl. Very interesting. Do you have those teams? Um, it, it, actually, it may have been a little bit more specific. I think it was worse than division to first than division to finish 10-7. and seven. So,
1: <laughs> ESPN stat, gentlemen. I'll ESPN say, I don't stat. know if I can, I, don't think I can rely on it. ESPN Did I not stat.
0: like it? I I thought I saved it or liked it or something. I didn't. But anyway, it was, um, it was them. The Bengals were one of them that was in there. And I can't remember the other two, to be totally honest. But... Give me the Texans, man. Give me the Texans to be the Dark Horse team. I'm going gonna, gonna to ride with that that Instagram post. It just, th- Another one was the Ravens that won the Super Bowl, the, like, 4 Ravens or whatever.
1: I can't choose a team to be a Dark Horse if I have them getting bounced in the first round. So, um, Texans are, unfortunately, not going to be my pick. As fun as that would be to see, which is, I just don't think so. Um, Let me think. It's weird, though, because you have the Dolphins, who are, you know, what was it? The, the six-seed. So technically they could be a dark horse, but also they were a favorite two weeks ago. Um... You know what? Give me... The, would the Lions count? He's pissing. I want everybody to understand that he's pissing right now. So right now it's just me. Contemplating. Do the Detroit Lions count as a dark horse? They haven't been here. But they also were a division winner. So I'm going to ask the question again since he's back from his piss. Do the Lions count? It's the Lions. It counts. All right, then the Ed Case one. That's Because exactly, I was like, they're a division winner, but it's also the Lions. It's the Lions. Give me the Lions. I it's like the, the Lions. Lions are fun. All
0: right, I, I I can rock with that. And the last thing we we'll hit on for the NFL, and then we gotta get
1: moving into the NBA. I don't. Oh, fuck. We have to. I we're not gonna be able to talk about UFC. So yeah, I don't know, bro. Because I don't think I'm gonna have enough time for that. I mean, I can probably just. Yeah, you might have so to thug far. it out. Yeah, I might have to thug it. All right, but
0: we'll get there. We'll cross that bridge when we get there. We can hop into the NFL draft real quick. Couple things to talk about. Number one, should the Bears trade number yes. one pick? Yes. yes. Keep it moving. <laughs>
1: who, should first, who should be the first QB off the board? Uh, first QB. Two, one. C. Caleb C. Williams. Or fuck. Caleb. <laughs> Caleb. I, I literally had Caleb, show stinks. Caleb, I had Caleb Williams in my face. Like, Caleb Williams. Caleb, I, Caleb Williams. Both light skin. Yeah. Uh, but it, the if
0: the Bears are going to trade that first pick, uh, my best guess is probably Washington's going to trade up one. Mm-hmm. Bears will just fall back one. Take Marv. Washington's going to take Caleb. Mm-hmm. And then I think New England going take Drake May. And that puts us right into the next point. Should Atlanta trade up? Probably not. Uh, I think they should.
1: It depends. Just to secure Jaden Daniels. It depends if Jaden Daniels is at six. Yes. Jaden Daniels is gone at four. No, because you're going to completely turn. Term- you're going to goof us. I'd yeah. rather find a different way. I've, just I've seen happen. To- take Penix and let him get hurt. I don't, right don't know. Here. Don't <laughs> even. Ta- I don't even know what you do. I don't know what the fuck you do. I don't know what you do. But. Please, you can't trade up like four spots for a quarterback. It's gonna be detrimental.
0: Dude, the Falcons would be the team to bring in Russell Wilson.
1: Dude, <laughs> at this point, I don't even know if I care, but <laughs> I don't. I would love Jaden Daniels. If Jaden Daniels is, if it's the sixth pick, whoever has a sixth pick and they haven't drafted yet, take them.
0: Make that trade.
1: Make that take trade. Him. Figure what you gotta do.
0: And speaking of making that trade, the last thing I want to hit on with the draft is looking back one year later at what the Texans did. My God, did we do the right thing? You knew it. We we went from being so bad to we have the third best run defense thanks to partly or a good bit of it to Will Anderson and a top ten offense
1: thanks to C.J. Stroud. But I'll say this. Does that mean every team needs to be like, oh, let's do what the Texans did? Hell no. No. That's called no offense. A little lucky. You also got a new coach who lit a fire under ass. You got a Nico Collins performance that nobody was really expecting. You also got a Tank Dell out of nowhere.
0: Nico Collins put up 1,300 yards, ladies and gentlemen. 1,300.
1: So, yes, take notes. Don't do it. Yeah. Uh, And that wraps it up for
0: the NFL. Let's hop into the NBA. Trade market is the first thing I want to hit on. I want to grade out the one big trade that's happened so far, which is the OG trade to, to New York. My God, it's already backfiring. R.J. Baird had 37-6-6 six and six
1: the other night. OG ain't done shit since he put on a Knicks uniform. The only uniform. thing they'll say is, those days, uh, oh, we're on a four-game win streak. You'll probably be on a four-game win streak with the get two guys you got rid of. Also, yeah. um, I see a lot of Knicks fans, oh, R.J. sucked, R.J. sucked. Okay, buddy, shut up. R.J. was damn good. Uh, <laughs> Emmanuel Eman, er, Quickly, right? Yeah, it was Emmanuel Quickly. Yeah, Manual Quickly. That's why I, I, I get him. He was a contributor. That's who He was a really good, he was their next guy. Like yeah. That was like, you got rid of... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Three or two of at least your top four scores, unless if I'm completely forgetting somebody. Uh, Brunson, Randall, then them two. Randall's kidding.
0: been playing like dog ass. I wouldn't even put him. And up that's there. and
1: I was gonna not, but <laughs> we'll just say for the the sake of conversation, I would say two of their four, unless I'm forgetting somebody. You can type me, but off the top of my dome, two of the four. For yeah, a, I think you're right. OG and Onobi. and
0: Precious. And a whoosh. I don't, I, 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 I don't fucking know. We, they
1: sound like <laughs> Star Wars characters, like Jesus man. Ugi Jesus. and Anubi. the Jedi and <laughs> the Jedi and Anubi. precious Achoa, the Ewok, like literally. E. Anywho, not crashing on no names.
0: I think they get a second round pick in there. Oh it's, no! Whoop de doo! Uh, no. They're they're gonna draft the next month.
1: Give me the, the Raptors won the trade. I don't care right, that they're right. on a four game win streak. Let's talk to me in two weeks when they're not on a four game win streak because uh, that, I,
0: also, I also like that trade in the direction
1: of the raptors
0: in a couple years i mean you just add to a young core that you already had i like that move
1: and you got rid of og who's not necessarily young he's not like he's he was creeping on free agency he's he's not like this crazy like he's a good three and d guy which is kind of hard to find in today's league but i don't know i feel like they're full of if you really think about it the mavericks have four of them motherfuckers the hawks have three 3 and D, like the base level of 3 D? Now, Elite 3 and D is hard. I would put him in the borderline Elite 3 and D Elite's crazy because my Elite 3 are Kawhi Leonard's and Paul George's. That motherfucker ain't close. That's real. That's real. That's why he's just a three. I think I think he's a, a good three and D guy, and that's fine. You traded R.J. Barrett, Emmanuel quickly for a good three and D who's probably not going to stay with you for and Precious, who Tibbs won't play because his name's Precious. Yeah, like <laughs>
0: so. Anywho, I think that's all. Just yeah, about we... it for that Knicks trade. Um, we can we can talk really quickly on a couple of guys who we think could be moved. I'll tell you what, we'll do it like this. I'll give you one name. You give me one name. Mm-hmm. The one name I'm going to go with. I'm so sorry because we hear this every single year. Zach Levine. Miles. <laughs> Zach Levine's going to be on the move. It's, it, this, has
1: gotta a, the this has got to be the year to do it. I think he's actually gone.
0: This has got to be the year to do it. I think Zach's going to get moved. He's the key piece on that team that anybody's going to want. Nobody wants Demar's old ass. Nobody's going to be in on... You're not going to get a good haul for Caruso. Trade Zach. Let Kobe White take the reins. See where you can go from there. I think I think this is finally the year it happens,
1: though. What um, you have? I don't know if it'll happen, but... It'd be interesting just because how bad they've been. DeJounte Murray is a name. It's interesting. I, I don't mean, think so, but it could. See, and for us, who I guess
0: it, we, we see a lot more about Hawks basketball than a lot of people would, I think we've come to kind of the agreement that DeJounte is not the problem. If anything, it's the guy that you're trying to build around that's
1: the problem. But well, they've already said that there's two guys on the entire roster that are staying. Yeah. Trey Trae Young and Jalen Johnson are the two. Yeah. So that's why I would be like, get rid of it for young. Yeah. But they're not doing that. Also, another one, Kyle Kuzma.
0: Yeah, that's a very good one. Uh, I've heard even Jordan Poole could maybe get moved. That You might see just the whole <laughs> Which, blow up. it's funny. Um, in terms of box plus minus, who do you think are the two least valuable players in all of the league? Don't tell me it's those two. It's Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma.
1: <laughs> it is Jordan Poole and Kyle Kuzma. Which is unbelievable. Which I, I'm not going to harp too much on Kyle Kuzma because they do do Kimball. I would love him in Dallas. Jordan Poole has said, fuck, Dude, basketball. he doesn't
0: care anymore. He got his ring. He doesn't want to be in Washington. He's just hoping he gets traded. Yeah. And then the last thing with this trade market we can hit on really quickly, I'll give you one buyer, one seller. You can do the same thing. My one buyer is the Houston Rockets. I, I think that we don't need to make the big move for like a Levine type guy. But I think we could definitely be, definitely. Be, be, mm-hmm, Jesus mm-hmm, Christ, we could definitely help ourselves with some bench depth. I think that going to get a little bit of depth, maybe get a good lead sixth guy would be great. I think that's a move we could really make. At the end of the day, if we're going to be a play-in team in the spot that we're in, like I said, I don't think we need to go trading out a ton of our young talent or anything. But if we could get like, I don't, I don't even, I don't even have necessarily a name. But I, I think that in the sense of who our six is right now, which is Tari Eason, yeah. I think we could improve. We could go get a six. That's a good veteran that can come off the bench, give us some good minutes, and help lead that bench unit. I think mm-hmm. that's a good move we can make. And then my big seller, we just talked about him, Washington. Mm-hmm. Washington needs to – they need to have a fire sale. Mm-hmm. Get rid of whatever you can. Get as young as you can, as much draft picks. Do what OKC did, for the love
1: of God. Get rid of everything. My buyers are both of the L.A. teams. I have both of the LA teams. I like that a lot. Those are both of my buyers. Um, I couldn't pick which one, so I said, "Fuck it, we'll just do both." You're running out of time with LeBron, but you're also running out of time with PG. Exactly. Or, all, exact... You might as well do it now. That's exactly what I'm thinking. Especially the Clippers you are 23 and 13. They're playing if... pretty damn good ball. So you're like, all right, this feels like our time. The Lakers are literally running out of time with LeBron, so yeah. they're like, we've got to. Make we got to do it now. It's um, now or never. My sellers. There's a few. You have the Bulls. You have the Raptors. I'm not gonna go. I'm not gonna say the Wizards again. That's redundant. But and you also have the Cavs. Yeah. Those are my three, and then I'll give you one West just because it's kind of (sighs) lopsided. Fuck it. The Warriors.
0: I think the Warriors could trade Chris Paul, but, well, didn't he
1: just get hurt? I don't know. He did. Maybe he did, so if I... Hell, I don't know. Warriors, if not, if they don't make a move... The Jazz, not the Grizzlies, even though they did just lose Joffrey. Well, the, year.
0: the Jazz are—they've been very aggressive talking about potentially trading Laurie, so mm. I, I could see that happen. I could see that. So happen. those would be my few. Yeah, and then real quickly we can hop into a little bit, just, just a little bit of All Star talk because we're still a little bit far out. We're far. I'd we'll get to like we'll get more into this in third yeah. report. We won't worry necessarily about like starters or anything, but I, I I think we could talk about one guy that needs some consideration. I think you already know who I'm going to talk
1: about. Al princeton Goon is averaging twenty-one and eleven. He's an all star. I and you know what? I have no problem with that. Does not bother me. I com- actually I agree. Um I mean, what's the dude? I don't what are, do you have his averages off the top of the noggin? I
0: wanna say it's like 21, 11 and four. Mm-hmm. And then he's shooting like fifty seven percent or something like that from the field. He's playing very well. And oh. then he's he's probably give or take two stocks.
1: I don't know how well he's playing. Um, or not, my bad. I know how his way he's playing. I don't know how well he's doing in the voting. But Ben Caro. Oh, yeah. I would love to he's see very well. He's the reason that Magic team's in the spots it's in. Him and Franz Wagner are doing shit to it. Um, and let me see. I just want to see, I'm trying to think of somebody else. There's really nobody on the Trailblazers. I'm trying to think of not stars. Like, obvious <laughs> not stars. Honestly, Russ could be fun. Yeah. I like Russ. So oh I think God, there's I literally just have oh I'll give you one more Jaime Haquez. oh that's I thought about him but I know if Luca didn't make one his rookie year yeah. he won't that's well I him.
0: I will say this though the I did hear that he's gonna be in the dunk contest
1: I did see so that that'll be fun that's which I didn't know he can get up like that I didn't either um so we'll see how we'll that find goes. out <laughs> but that I because I thought about him I was like that would be a guy but also I just know if Luca didn't make an All Star game his rookie year yeah Jaime ain't making it
0: yeah. All right, so now we can move on from the NBA, hop into a little bit of college football talk. This
1: will probably be my last one. That's cool. I can, is, I can, yeah. You can finish all the rest because I wanted I to talk about it. these two.
0: Yeah. All right. I'm going to make this short. I'm going to make this sweet. Texas played like dog shit. Washington played the best game that they have played all year. We still managed to only lose by six. I'm mad, but I'm not infuriated. We'll bounce back. We're going to be much better next year. Our recruiting class was great. We have guys returning. There's still a chance that guys like Devondre Sweat could return. I'm not super frustrated. I was super frustrated the moment it happened. But as I've had time to kind of digest the situation, I'm not as mad. And it's probably not the reaction that people would hope for out of me. They'd probably hope for me to go on a little rant here. But Well, I heard the rant. So. It, yeah, yeah, you heard the rant. But for me, it is what it is. We'll move on. I think next year is a really good chance with the 12-team playoff starting. We also have a lot of games on our schedule. We can prove ourselves.
1: I think the 12 game. I think if it was a 14 playoff. Y'all would definitely not be in my preseason picks. Hell no. We play Michigan and Georgia y'all, and Oklahoma. Y'all would not. Be, y'all would not be in my preseason picks. 12 opens it up because yeah. I I think I still think this was y'all's year. I will die on that hill. Even though I do think I said Michigan was the best team. Yeah, i I still think that, that was a closer game. Even though Michigan, I mean, it was a seven-point game going into the fourth. Yeah. So I'm not going to be like, Washington didn't deserve to be there. But I'm not going to say that y'all play like dog shit. Y'all didn't play your best game. Washington did play their best game. mm mm-hmm. But they also played probably the worst 45 seconds of football I've ever seen. Awful. So, which gave y'all a chance. Mm-hmm. So it just goes both ways. Because, like I said, you can look at it on a sense of, like, we only lost by six. We could have won. But it's also like, if you're looking at Washington, it's like, they shouldn't have even had the ball. Yeah so, it goes both ways. Um, great year by Texas. Didn't see them come, being here being a play away necessarily from the championship. Yeah, we overachieved. 100%. And we'll see how next year's go. It's just going to be hard just the way everything's changing. You did lose some guys. We're also getting a lot of guys. So, we'll yeah. see about that. Um, Want to move on to the Rose Bowl?
0: Yeah, we can hop into the Rose Bowl real quick. Um, Not too much I have to say on this one. Michigan did what I expected Michigan to do. I've been saying it all year. I think Michigan's the best team in the country. They proved that to me in this game and the game we're about to talk about in a second. But I give Bama credit. Um, all year long, Bama, it was very, very clear that this team was in a place that they weren't necessarily as, like, they were They're supposed it to be didn't real, seem though. like Yeah, it didn't seem like they were that good, but they managed to make it here. We got to I heard somebody say it the other day. I completely agree with them on this. This Bama team reminds me a whole lot of that 2015 Bama team that lost to Ohio State. The next year, they turned around and whooped everybody's ass. This this team reminds me a lot of. I'm not saying they're gonna turn around next year go go 15 and 0 and win a title, but I do think this is a good building block to say, okay, this was supposed to be the worst of the worst for us. We still made it to the playoffs. Like I think Bama still has a bright future. This is not Bama's not falling off. Mm -hmm. Nick Saban's still gonna pull recruits.
1: He's still the best coach in all of college football. Bama's still gonna be legit. That's going to be fun to watch because Georgia has that same attitude where they're like, we're a game away. Because they feel yeah. like they would have three-peated. That's what they feel like. In that locker room, they feel like if they win, they would be Alabama, they three-peat. I think I think Michigan and Georgia would have been, that a, been, been game a game for the ages. A game. I think that would have been a hell of a game. That would have been like the Alabama-Georgia game. Yeah, that would have been a game for the ages. That, w- that game could have very
0: well been up there with, like, USC-Texas in the Rose Bowl. Like... That could have been one of the best college football games
1: we've ever had. It, it could have. And that's why I'm just slightly – not even a Georgia fan. I would have, I wanted to see that because I was going the whole year Georgia's number one, Georgia's number one, and then I was like Michigan's one. But those are the top two, clear-cut top two. I think nobody – granted, Bama did beat them. I think Georgia beats Texas. I think Georgia beats Washington. I think Georgia beats Bama if they played again. Same thing for Michigan. I think Michigan beats Texas. I think they they did beat Washington. It's the same principle of what I was saying all year about why I didn't want to see Bama again because you don't catch Bama twice. Mm -mm.
0: You don't catch Georgia twice either. Nah. They're in that same talk. But we can move on to the national championship game from last night. Congratulations. Congratulations to Michigan. Well deserved. They were the best team in the country all year long. They showed up just like I thought they would. And... This is not something to hang your hat on if you're Washington. Uh-uh. Granted, you're gonna go through some suffering these next few years. It's not you're not gonna get back here for a minute. You... You're gonna have to pull some recruits. It's it's gonna be it's gonna it's there's gonna be some growing pains. Washington has been to the CFP
1: twice now. They have lost twice now. That's a lot better than a whole lot of teams. Mm-hmm. A whole lot of teams have not even gotten They improved from their last Last time they were the four seed, they got bounced in the first round. Yeah, this time they made now it to the net again. Made it to the championship. And going into that fourth quarter, you're like, these boys have a shot.
0: Fun fact, do you want to know who the quarterback was for that Washington team? Jake Browning. The guy that just took Cincinnati to a 9-8 season. Yeah, Shout out to him. But anyway, again, I don't think this is something to hang your hat on for Washington. I also think that Michigan better enjoy the hell out of this high – so you ain't getting back here, dog. you about to lose a lot of talent to the draft. Mm-hmm. You're probably about to lose Harbaugh. Yikes. It might be rough for Michigan for a few years. Ann Arbor might get quiet again. I don't know. I
1: still think that they'll still be good. They'll not be the same team. They won't be. But, but I, I don't.
0: And this is not me saying they're going to fall into oblivion like they were for a little bit there where it was like Michigan-Ohio State wasn't even that good of a game anymore. But yeah. they're not... I don't think they're gonna be like Georgia was, to where all of a sudden they're the most dominant team in college football. Yeah. They're they're gonna they're gonna have a little bit of a
1: regression too. I agree. I do agree. I think Georgia's still gonna come back uh, number one. Me personally. Yeah. Um. All right. So this we're in a weird spot. Uh. Six oh eight. I got class at six thirty. Um. It's up to you. Um.
0: Do you want to just stop and then pick it back up when you get back? I'm cool with that.
1: Yeah. I guess we could do that. We just have college basketball and UFC, but I yeah. gotta go to class. <laughs> all right. This shit did not go as.
0: Yeah, we we're had quite hour, the long episode. We're at hour 45 right yeah. now. So we're going to take a little bit of an intermission. Y'all obviously won't have anything here on the other side of the mic. It'll just be but a second. It'll, yeah, it'll, it'll be a click on and click off for y'all. But uh, we will we will be back. We will finish out this episode here shortly. Beat. All right, we're back. About two and a half hours of our time, but maybe two and a half seconds of y'all's. Something like that. Something like that after technical difficulties. This is dumbass. Forget to plug the mic back in.
1: My bad. We are
0: two and a half hours ago. <laughs> we are back at it. So we left off. We had just finished up college football. I believe. Yeah.
1: All
0: right. So we can we can hop straight down from college football to college basketball. I, I'll let you go crazy. Starting off with Kentucky. Uh, per usual, we talked about this last time we talked about college basketball. These freshmen just keep doing their thing. Yeah. DJ Wagner's coming around. Dillingham's doing his thing. Shepard's doing his thing. But I was just talking to you about it. Um, Kentucky might have five freshmen be one and dones. That's how good this roster is with young talent. See
1: if there's already a My crap. Yeah.
0: If there is, I doubt it's got the second round in it, too.
1: Uh-huh. What? It nah, only had the first. What the fuck? Who the hell? Is Alexander Starr, apparently. Oh, G League, dude. That's who they have one. Actually, I'm sure it does. Yeah, that's a second round? Jesus. No, is, yeah, that's second round. Good mouth. None of these dudes are playing in college. Apparently, these times. Yeah. I ain't going to... Yeah, that shit's whack as fuck. Um, so, I'm not going to worry about that mod drive. That mod draft was dog water. I've never heard of the top. care. But, yeah, going to your point, freshman, or Kentucky loaded with freshmen. Straight loaded. Um, I don't even know what their record is.
0: Uh, I was just... I just saw it earlier. I think they only have, like, three losses. Oh, Eleven and two. Eleven and two. About to be
1: twelve and two. We just
0: clutched and beat Cincinnati by a whopping one point. Yep. So Texas is. I think we have. I think we're twelve and three now. Yeah, twelve and three. Nice, nice, nice. But a couple other teams to highlight around college basketball that have been doing their thing. Uh, Fraudulent Houston doing it again. People are putting faith in them again. I've said it before. I will say it again. Houston doesn't play anybody. Why do we put faith in a team? It never plays anybody. Yeah, they're 14-0, and 0, sure. Look at who they've played. Do they have a ranked Uh, I'm not sure. Let me check. They do not. Uh, that's crazy. Their best win is probably Xavier. Maybe Texas A&M. They don't play anybody, dude. They do this every single year. They don't play anybody. But we can go from talking about them not playing anybody to talk about teams that are playing people. Uh, we'll talk about the rest of Power 5, kind of hit on some of these big teams. Purdue, I believe, is 14-1, and one, and they are the number one team in the country. They keep doing their thing. I mean, if they could ever put it together come March, they're a problem, but the problem is I don't think they I ever do. See, I don't, think I don't ever have faith in them.
1: Big win over 9, Illinois. Big 10, classic. They beat uh, Illinois by 5. Um, let's see, they... And then obviously the number one win over Arizona. It's just that yeah, one. Yeah, the only basket. losses to Marquette. No, it was Northwestern. Northwestern? I thought it was Marquette. No, they beat him Marquette. They beat him.
0: Oh, that's right. They did beat Marquette. Marquette beat um Arizona.
1: Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. Not a pretty loss, which just makes it even more upset, like aggravating. Or like couldn't it be actually the number one team, the only undefeated team in the Big Ten, they're not their season is undefeated, but they're uh-huh. in their in the in Big the conference. Ten is, is Wisconsin. Really? Wisconsin's the number one team in the Big Ten standing. Interesting. That's actually kind of funny. I didn't know that.
0: Shout out to Wisconsin. Uh, a couple
1: other teams to talk about. I've talked about them a lot.
0: I'm going to continue to talk about them. Um, I think they have really good potential to be a dark horse come March, Tennessee. Um, Dalton Connect is still my guy. I still think he's going to he's going to cause some trouble for some teams when March rolls around. Uh, same thing I can say with Baylor, Jacoby Walter. If they can get on that flow that they had through the first like, I think it was like eight or nine games of the season, because they look they look so good at the beginning of the year. They look just they look like that Baylor team that won the Natty a few years ago. But they've kind of cooled off. Jacoby has cooled off. He was he was shooting a crazy percentage. Now he's only shooting forty two percent. they fourteen. Yeah. They are uh, twelve and two, I believe. Now And they're playing BYU right now. Actually, what's the score of that game? It's three nothing. It literally just just started. started, Yeah, gotcha. Uh, A couple other teams I want to hit on: Duke. Duke has been shaky at times, but they've
1: looked good most of the way. I think they'll be fine. Like UNC. They only they have three losses, which one of them is not a pretty loss. You lost by two to Villanova, and then your other loss is for Kentucky, and you lost by eleven to UConn, the reigning champion. Yeah.
0: Duke's Duke's in a weird place. They win some big games, and then they'll lose to like Arkansas. Like it doesn't make any sense.
1: Right. Like I mean, shit. UNC beat Tennessee and Arkansas. Yeah, but
0: I mean, like perfect example. Duke beat Baylor. They lost to Georgia Tech.
1: I do remember when the, That I, I remember is when They on. lost to Georgia Tech. Yeah. Uh, that's the whole point of this. I mean, basketball is really hard to just kind of.
0: Yeah, it's one of those where, like, I, I feel like once we get deeper into conference play, maybe we get to conference tournaments, yeah. then we really know who these clear-cut big dogs are. Yeah, it's Because the problem sport. is, like, early in conference play, it's, like, you don't get the big ring matchups until either the conference tournament or
1: later in the conference We really play. don't know who's that good. Like, we just don't. Like, I don't even know where UConn was this time of year. Like, where yeah. were was, was anybody even talking about UConn? I know nobody was talking about San Diego State. I know that for damn sure. Yeah, San Diego State was a crazy run last year.
0: But we can jump down and talk about the team, the, really the only team in the country that matters, the Kennesaw State House. Good God. Can we, can we please clean it up? I mean, <laughs> shaky is the best way to describe this team. We squeak out wins, but oh, we look shaky. That yeah. game against Queens on Monday or Sunday, whatever the hell it was. Yikes, man.
1: Yikes. It's not pretty. I mean, let's see. We have Stetson tomorrow, and then we have Florida Gold, uh, Gulf Coast on Saturday.
0: Stetson shouldn't be too much of an issue. FGCU might be our first like real test in conference, but I mean hell, Queens gave us a run. They weren't supposed to be that good. gave game's on Friday, actually. The FGCU game? It's the twelfth. Huh. I I was on Saturday. Today's the ninth, right? Yeah. Yeah. So. It's interesting I was on Saturday. What time is it? At? Seven. Okay. Cool. Um. But I mean, yeah, the starting lineup. I don't know what coach is doing with the starting lineup why Ranji's starting uh, and Daman's on in the, the bench. There's a lot that I don't understand right now. doesn't really make any sense. Terrell came around. He's, he's back to playing really well like he was last year, like later in the year. But, I mean, I, I just I don't, I don't get why Ranji is getting so much PT. But then Jamel will come in and miss one shot, and he's off the floor. Like, it's crazy.
1: Which I hate that. Like, you're not coaching anybody by just, like, you, they mess a shot. It sucks
0: because you, you, like, you can see it. When Mel is confident in himself, confident in shot, he plays really well. He he played very, very well the first few games of the year that we got to watch him play. Ever since, he's kind of been in this bench spot where he's almost having to walk on eggshells out there. Like, he he's played... Significantly worse, everybody
1: thrives whenever they feel like somebody's breathing on their neck, yeah, like nobody does. And it's very, I'm sure it's very irritating. And again, it just doesn't
0: make any sense why Ranji has so much of a leash, and Mel gets one bad look and he's over like it's over for him. Like the thing with, I I think it's the most frustrating part about it has got to be the whole situation with Ranji. Oh my god, Houston's about to lose. Speak of the devil, it is uh 55 53 with 30 seconds left, so they might lose, but um. In fact, what I was saying, the thing that's more frustrating is not necessarily what happens with Mel. At the end of the day, if he's not hitting his shots, then by all means, don't give him PT. I like Mel because I've seen what Mel can do when he's hot, but I understand if he's not hitting his shots, don't give him PT. But yeah, what's frustrating is that Ranji gets all this PT and he, the other night, put up two points and two rebounds.
1: Like... Like he's obviously not bringing this whopping factor to the game. Yeah. And we
0: saw it early in the year. It's not like he brings us any spacing. He can't shoot. He's not not like this
1: crazy defensive threat either. I don't know. know.
0: The only thing he's been doing well is grabbing rebounds, but DeMond is better at that. So why is he starting over DeMond? It doesn't make any sense. I I really hope that was just a one game thing. And I walk into the arena tomorrow and DeMond is starting again. Because if Ronji's starting again, I'm going to start to, I'm going to have to start questioning what the hell coach is doing. Like, what? Like, we, hi- we hired him and brought him in to grow off of what we already had built. And yeah, it feels like we've taken a step back. Yeah, it feels like we're taking a step back because he's trying to create this stupid ass system where we shoot 43s 40 sh- 40 a game yeah. and have a player in the starting lineup that brings us no no offensive help at all.
1: Let me see. Let me, like, he's not even. Le- so, like, looking at just the defensive team leaders, rebounds, game, per- them on. Steals, per game, Terrell blocks per game, DeMond. So he's not even like this crazy defensive threat either. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. I really I really don't get the reasoning for it.
0: And like Terrell's the consistent guy. Like he, he's been he's been the guy at Kennesaw for two, three years now. Like we, we know what we're going to get from him. And we know what we're going to get from DeMond. They had the chemistry they played together for a while now. Why is he trying to mess with that? It doesn't really make any sense to me. And I'm going to pull up the Queens game really quick. Try to get this box score up. So I can get. Yeah. Ranji had two points, four rebounds, and he was one for four from the field, zero for two from the line. Damon had eleven and eight. And he was four for eight from the field, two for two from the line, one for four from three. Uh let's see. Where's Mel? Yeah, Mel put up one shot, played nine minutes, put up one shot, and he missed the shot, and got pulled. You expect that day to thrive. Yeah. It it's really frustrating. Frank Juan, Frank Juan looked good in the very few minutes he got on the floor. That's another guy that I don't understand why he's not in the rotation anymore. Um, I mean, RJ, RJ keeps doing what he does. He's just playing efficient, good basketball off the bench. And then, I mean, Terrell and Simi keep doing their thing, but it feels like they really are only two, like, scorers, scorers. We get it We get, like, a little bit out of Quincy. We'll get a little bit out of Juice sometimes, but... I don't know. I don't know. I don't like in conference play. I'm not confident. Not at all. Stetson's two and oh in conference play. Let me see who they've played. Cause this actually might be a bigger game than I thought. But they're also Tennessee, so they're about us. They're probably us. But uh, they beat UCF, which is interesting. Uh they lost to Cincinnati. They beat Charlotte. Okay, so they haven't played they beat FIU, who beat us. Um let's see. They haven't played anybody too crazy. They beat Central Michigan. Oh, they played Houston. That's character. But But yeah, they haven't they haven't played anybody too crazy. This will be an interesting game. Um a good game for us to be able to kind of gauge where we're really at. Cause like I the team that I really wish I could see us play is Eastern Kentucky, but they don't come to us this year, which is unfortunate. They're, they're
1: six and nine overall though. They
0: always they always play well in conference play though.
1: See. So, so they Beat some garbage teams. Lost to UT Martin, lost to Prairie View. Beat Troy. Lost to Western Kentucky. Lost to UNC Greensboro. And then beat Lipscomb at some point. And they, lost, they went on a five game losing streak. They lost to Louisiana, North Kentucky. Troy again. Alabama and Purdue. And then they beat Lipscomb and Austin Pay. Damn, they had a schedule. Alabama and then Purdue. That's, yeah, playing Purdue is going to suck for them.
0: But that just about wraps up college basketball. We can hop down to the final sport we have to cover. And quite the interesting one with everything that's been going on is the UFC. We'll start off with the biggest name in the entire sport, Conor McGregor. He's talking about coming back. Uh, he said International Fight Week, which is, I believe, in late June. And, it, and it's, he wants to fight Michael Chandler. But the thing about this fight that sticks out the most to me, and I think everybody can agree with this, why the hell does Warner Warner? Why does Conor want to fight at one eighty five? Why does Conor want to fight at one eighty five? Conor has made a career off of fighting at I believe one sixty. Why does he want to make this jump to one eighty five and let Chandler get to one eighty five? And on top of that, if Conor's trying to make a comeback, you really think he can hang with the guys at one eighty five? You know what division that is?
1: I think you told oh, me. Oh um, no, you said that. Who is who's that?
0: That's that's um, middleweight. So he. So if he's fighting at 185, he's fighting with Sean Strickland, Izzy, those guys, the goons, uh, like Hamzat. Like, no, Conor cannot hang at that weight. I think he's just
1: going out one last two raw. Like that's the only. Which thing. Which is unfortunate
0: because like I really did want to see Conor try to make a run back at it. I was hoping he would st- he would stick at lightweight and try to make a run
1: at Islam. But I think he's just. I guess he's, he's just done, money grabbing. He knows it. Yeah, I think he's just trying to get one last bag. Which is a really unfortunate. I mean, at the, at the end of the day, the greats have to come to an end. Um, whoa.
0: Nice. We I don't, both had one.
1: I don't think I've ever, dude. That might be like the first one. I never do that shit. But um, yeah, I, I, I was telling you this today at the gym or yesterday at the gym. I just think he's done and he knows it. He's trying to get one last bag and you're just going out like, let me see if I can do this. Yeah.
0: But um, if that's going to be the fight and he's going to fight at International Fight Week, it leaves the door wide open for who's gonna be the main event at UFC three hundred. I told you yesterday of a couple of a couple of fights I was thinking, maybe Izzy Pereira three, mm-hmm. maybe all Pereira. But the thing the thing that's really unfortunate and it got even I back to the entire world. Attaboy. Just say <laughs> it got even it got even worse in the past couple of days, which I granted, I didn't want to see Poirier be the main event at three hundred anyway, but it was just kind of like one of the names that was left mm-hmm. with Poirier. And now he got announced to have a five-round fight at 299, which mm-hmm. will be the co-main with O'Malley and Chitavera. Yeah. So he's off the table. O'Malley's obviously off the table because he's at 299. Yeah. He's not going to fight back-to-back months. That I should that happened. Leon Edwards has talked about how he wants to fight at 300, but everybody thinks that if it's going to be at 300, the opponent's going to have to be Bilal Muhammad because Shavkat Rachmanov broke his foot in the Stephen Thompson fight. Yeah. So he'd probably still be out with injury. If Leon Edwards and Bilal Muhammad is the headline fight for UFC 300, that is a massive disappointment. And there's a lot of good fights that have already been announced on that card, like Aljo Starling's fighting, um, Charles Oliveira's fighting. Uh, there's a couple other ones I saw too. Let me Let me pull those up real quick. But just to kind of elaborate on it, I feel like, there's so much opportunity for this to be such a massive card. Like, such a huge card. Have so many good fights on this card. And it just kind of seems like we're running out of possibilities. Which is
1: crazy because 300 is like, I mean, it's supposed to be the fight. Like, that's supposed to be the fight of, of the, like, few years Yeah, I shit. mean,
0: we're not going to get a this, supposedly we're not going to get this big of an event until UFC 400. And then UFC 500. Like, this is this is the century mark. We need to have a big card for this, but it just kind of seems like we don't really have anything too crazy. So, oh yeah, Yuri Prochovska is fighting at three hundred two, too. But originally the thought was that the fights with Aljo Sterling, Yuri Prochovska, and Bo Nickel, who was the UFC rookie of the year this year, the thought was that those fights were going to be prelim fights uh-huh. because they were thinking that UFC 300 is just going to be this massive thing. And then um, they announced the Oliveira fight, which is the number one contender fight. So, obviously, that's going to be main card. But now, all of a sudden, we're looking at those fights like maybe those weren't prelim fights. Maybe they just don't really have, have what we thought, it was have gonna what we thought was, there was going to be. And, like, you look, at, you look up and down the weight classes again, I think that Dana White and the UFC kind of shot themselves in the foot with they did schedule a lot of good fights for early in the year, like. O'Malley and Varus two ninety nine, mm-hmm. um, Duplessis and Strickland is two ninety eight, two ninety seven's Volkanovski and Tapiria. like those are three really really good made events. I feel like you could have saved one of those for three hundred though, because those oh, are three of the biggest names in the sport. I think the only ones that are left that are healthy is it's Aspinall, Pereira,
1: Adesanya. I mean, I'm trying to. Th- I mean, maybe you could have just saved O'Malley for another month. Maybe that'd probably be the easiest. That's thing what I would
0: think. But I mean, there's a couple names that are left. Leon, Islam, I know he just fought, but Pantoja, who's the flyweight champion. Yeah. And then I think there's the one fight that I really think is going to be on this card. And I would, I want to see this one because Zongwei Li, who we got to watch fight yeah. a few months back. She's a menace. And Alexa Grasso is supposed to be the best woman in the world. So they might fight for, the, for it to be a double champ fight, which would be great. I would love that fight. Islam has also talked about wanting Leon Edwards. Granted, I think Islam is dealing with an injury, so I'm not sure if he would be able When to... is 300 going to be? It's June. And the thing is, that number one contender fight is happening because um, Dana White said that Islam is dealing with an injury, so he wouldn't be able to fight. Mm-hmm. So if he's not able to fight, you're really just left with Leon Edwards. Yeah. And again, nobody wants Leon Edwards below Muhammad to be the main event. So I feel like your hands are kind of tied. It has to be either Pereira Adesanya 3 or Pereira Aspinall if you want this card to really bring bring
1: know. what you want. And then
0: if you still want to have Leon fight, make that the co-main.
1: So you can go... You can't just think just because it's 300 is going to sell. Like yeah. Yeah. At yeah. the no. end of the day, that's just a number to people. Yeah, you really have it. to put something on it.
0: I think the best case scenario would be Main event is Aspinall Pereira for mm-hmm. the double champ. Co main is Leon Edwards Bal Muhammad. And then on the um on the on the main card, the prelims of the main card would be the Oliveira fight. Maybe the Aljo fight. And if the Pro fight is gonna be main card, that's fine. And then if um the Bo Nickel fight is Main card, that's fine. So you would have one more prelim spot left. I think that needs to be Zongwei, Lee, Alexa Grasso. That would be what seems like best-case scenario at this point because we're running out of fighters.
1: But it's just like, about your sport, it's just subplot because it's an individual sport, but it's also it feels like you just don't have that many. Like, you take a couple of fucking injuries. and
0: Well, everybody that's really good's hurt. And the problem is there's a few fights that we all know we're waiting on that we can't get yet. John Jones, Steve Miotic. John's dealing with the pec injury. He's going to be out for a while. Islam Oliveira. Islam's dealing with his injury. He's going to be out for a while. Um, I was really just talking about him. Oh, Shafgat. Mm-hmm. We want to see Shafkat Leon, or something like that. Can't get it because he's been hurt. Even Izzy and Hamzat Chimaev. Hamzat's hurt. He can't fight. Everybody is dealing with injuries right now. And it's the worst timing because we're creeping up on what's supposed to be the biggest event in the history of the sport. Yeah, It really sucks. But moving on from that, we do have Fight Weekend coming up this weekend. And it's a big fight for um, like the UFC fans that have kind of been watching for, I wouldn't necessarily say a while. But if you've watched the last few events, you know that it's going to be a big fight. Johnny Walker and Magomedov Vilaev. This was the fight that was where Johnny got, he took the body shot. Acted like it hurt him really bad, mm. and then went for that crazy flying knee, and then ended up that fight got called a no contest because of an illegal knee. Mm-hmm. So now they're making that fight up, doing it this weekend. That'll be a fun fight to watch. I think this will be the best, uh, like just UFC fight weekend fight since Derek Lewis fought. Mm-hmm. So that's one to look forward to. And then from there, we're just looking forward to two ninety seven, two ninety eight, two ninety nine, and then up to three hundred if we can ever figure
1: out who's fighting at three hundred. There's plenty of time. At the end of the day, we have, what, five months? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there's plenty. Of, there's nothing but time. Well, I'm not saying say nothing but, but, there's plenty of time. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I think, let's see, where are we? Do we have anything else for the I day? I just about does dozen. Long as freaking. Yeah, starting off the new year with a two-hour banger. Nice. This will not be. A, no, no, this will not be a regular thing. Let's see it. Did Iowa
0: State end up? Yep, they ended up beating Houston. See, I told y'all, Houston's fraudulent. I called it, man. I said it. What was the score? 57 to
1: 53. The so fact that you can only score 53 points in the game is crazy, man. Hey and we won 55 to 54. That's so crazy.
0: But, yeah, man, that just about does it for today's episode. As always, appreciate everybody for listening in. Tell your friends tell their friends to tell their friends to tune into the episodes. We're trying to grow a little bit, and, you know. Hopefully, again, no promises. Things happen. Hopefully, we can get on a more consistent schedule this semester. Mm-hmm. The goal is still one episode a week. We won't necessarily put a specific day of the week on it because, like I said, things happen. But one episode a week is a good gauge of what you can get
1: from us. Mm-hmm. I feel like we can make that happen. Yeah, I think we can. At the end of the day, working and school and just life, can't mm-hmm. really you can't really gauge that. At the end of the day, we're college students. Like We're not really supposed to have a set schedule. Like yeah. We're not ESPN. It is what it is. Right. But, yeah, um, like I said, appreciate everybody for listening to NIM. I think that just about does it for us. Mm, I don't have anything else to say except for just, you know, appreciate everybody listening. We got a new year ahead of us, and hey, who knows what it's got for us. But as long as we're just having fun, enjoying it, talking sports, we really enjoyed this one. It was actually pretty fun, the different yes. setup and everything. I really enjoyed it.
0: Yeah. But we will catch y'all in the next one. Peace. Peace.